Vino and Rich. Vino's brilliant. Said no one ever. Best of the week. Dude, you're the worst. Yeah, you're a smart guy. Yeah! Cavino and Rich. Best of the week. Cavino <laughs> and Rich. Best of the week. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Only on Faction Talk 103. My brother hits me up and he goes, This is the new girl who's probably going to ruin my life. Let's see. She doesn't have a toilet. Oh, you know what see. she has? You know what he calls her? Oh, you're going to like this one. Because she's Hispanic, I think. Oh. He calls her El Baño. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing El Baño. Yo. This is El Baño. She's, she's got a toilet. Oh, wow. She does have a toilet, though, right? She's stout. I yeah. she, was she, like 5'1"? Five, five, I don't know. She, yeah, she's definitely uh, short. Yeah, when she's 40-something, that Baño is going to be... Uh, a two stall oh. banya. That's gonna be the handicap style. Yeah, ba- the uh, handicap stall in the banya. It's <laughs> um, a big one. I call, her, I call her El Banyo. But then he starts giving me the characteristics of this person. Oh, let's hear it. Right? Like this like is sort of like physical a, or or I think this is my brother's first like sort of serious rebound. She's not just like some girl he's hooking up with. Okay. He like she's got potential to be maybe the next one. Right? Oh. Well, she's Colombian, you know. Vegan, Ugh. meditator, Ugh. yoga, spiritual. One of those bitches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> what do you mean? But this is legit. I know. It's legit because she's got a banyo. One of those right? bitches. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you think you could be with someone like that, you know? <laughs> He goes, I can't even order pizzas because this girl don't eat cheese, yo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even order pizzas, yo. It's really funny. <laughs> His priorities are the best. <laughs> yo, I might have to leave her. I can't get my Sicilian slices. Yeah, but you know what his next comment is? And I'm reading straight up text for text. And I told my brother that but I want to discuss this because I think I think through the funny oh, here, man. right? Yeah, the, the question we'll find is answer. legitimate, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's a legitimate thing. So I'm not just exploiting my brother. He's just funny and his question is legit. <laughs> I can't even order pizza because the girl don't eat cheese. Her ass crazy fat though. So now he's balancing it yeah, out. Her he's ass like, crazy fat though. Yeah, so he's like pizza yeah. but fat ass. Downward dog. <laughs> I want to give her my downward dog. He goes, I don't know if I can catch me in yoga pants and a tank top. It's not my business. Why does he think he has to wear yoga pants? I don't know. He don't thinks know. he has to wear yoga pants if he does yoga? Yo, tell, there. But that's what you have to wear, right? Tell, tell, him, yoga. tell him yes. Tell him tell, he has to tell, wear yoga tell pants. Tell him yes, Tommy. It's the official wardrobe of every yoga participant. Tell him Spot wears yoga pants. Oh, here's what he's saying. You know, and then he corrected his sentence. Yeah. He goes... Should I be in yoga pants or a tank top or just mind my business, right? So I, I still don't know where he's going. What, like casually this. or like when he does yoga? He Is goes, he doing yoga now? He goes, you ever take up something random to bond with a chick like that, yo? Oh, yeah. Hmm. He goes, would it be weak as hell if I picked up yoga? What would you think, yo? And I go, no, I've never done that. But everybody's different. I said, you know, you, you could find a balance. That's what she's into. And you're into your thing. And you find a middle ground. That's that's my immediate well, thought. My immediate like, thought is your brother. I like a woman who's going to be into her own mm-hmm. thing. It might not be what you're into, but she's passionate about something. And you know, you have your own interests, but you find a common ground and a compromise and like a balance there. I think that's my I my immediate thought is that your brother 
I'm not saying he's immature in a bad way. He's immature in that he's still like a 20 year old guy that thinks like yoga is a girl thing. Well, like he where goes, he doesn't realize, like as you get older, you realize, like you know, people have a multitude of ways to stay in shape and stay limber, just, and it's not just the yoga. Thing. I know, I get, so. I get what you're saying. You said everything from vegan yoga, spiritual, probably has like stones and shit. Like she's, goes, you never picked up some like weak hobby just to bond you. I go, not really. But like you know, you have no, bro. Dove. I let a boy band live with me. You you dove into your woman's <laughs> yeah, world. We've to, all done. Yeah, things. we've all done things. But as far as like taking on a new hobby, I mean, I've done things that I probably wouldn't normally have done for women. But like, I didn't jump into a different lifestyle because of it. Um, he goes, I go, not really. But why not? I'm being supportive. But why not? Like, what's wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with it. I go, it's not easy. But why not? Then he sends me pictures of this girl, other pictures, and she's, like, really hardcore. Like, there's a picture of her, you know, with her spiritual sort of uh, teachings and appointments, right? And then there's another uh, one. She does the photo She's shoots. meditating um, on vacation somewhere. This is all, this is all for the gram. Does, she, like, does he realize that? She's doing all these things for the gram, and he's like, so he goes to me, she's one of these chicks, though, yo. So no, That's all for show. Yeah. Uh, I'm showing you the pictures. All right. She's on a trail meditating. She's on a beach meditating with her palms up. Yeah, but like doing her hum num shavais, hum I'm more fascinated how someone nice that's Gandasana. I'm more whatever Spot said. <laughs> I'm more fascinated that a girl that has interests that lean towards health, fitness. health, fitness, wellness, spirituality. She must be going out of her comfort zone, being with like honestly, like a total wise ass Jersey bozo, like your brother. Of like, course, I, I bet you her friends are like, Yo, who's this guy? Like, right. My brother is like a. Remember in Can't Hardly Wait when Mike Dexter acts like he pretends like he he has something profound to say and he yeah. just burps. <laughs> like that's my brother. Like she's very spi- <laughs> yeah. she's spiritual, probably talking about ohms and spiritual things. Okay. And Hang my on. brother's like pizza, yo. But a part of this is probably like. The, all the Instagram shit is probably a bit of a persona. The only like, thing hold on. that my brother has in common with this girl is her fat ass. But as someone who, I mean, you're coming to the source. As someone who is, is very close to the yoga world and has interacted with people like this, like, it, it can go one of two ways. Either they do this, this is their hobby, this is how they stay in shape, it's like a thing, but like, it I doesn't it define like, them, and then there's people it. that lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. People right? that let the people that are super into this are so weird. Mm. Okay, so that's They're why this is so a, weird. This like, is why it's a pertinent question. So now I'm building up the story. Like I've, I, you know, co- coworkers because I did work at the yoga studio. There were coworkers that like you know did yoga for a job and were like really into it, but like had out you see on their Instagram have outside interests and do other things, but yoga is a part of their life. And then there are the people that are like these spiritual like weirdos who are doing inspirational quotes and like, you know, all very positive. And that's a great way to be. Don't get me wrong. It's a great way to be. But that that kind of thing makes me like roll my eyes. So to interact with Tommy, it's it it will last for like a month. And then after that, it'll just be really weird. Is he going to last a little while if he's laying it down? Because personality wise, long term. I don't know. Yeah, that I might know, be good for my someone, brother. I know someone, someone as, as shallow as my yeah, brother. A month is he's going to be drinking kale smoothies. 
I think I think he needs that balance in his life. He's very uh, he's very much like I was at that age, you know. So I'm not calling him out, but just ignorant to what other things are out there, you know, and other people and 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 different people. Like, and I think he needs some of that influence in his life. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking specifically about yoga, I know there's a, there's a greater topic here at play, like doing something for a girl. But specifically about yoga, it does start at first as like a way to stay in shape. Maybe like you see other people really getting into it and you're like, eh, I'll give it a try. Over time, it does kind of affect you. You do become a little bit like these people. If you get really into it, yeah. you do focus on more of the spiritual aspect and more of the mind aspect of it. It's going to change you a little it bit. It will change you a little bit. that's not bad, though. That's not bad. So he sends me pictures of her like in her zone, right? So this picture, she's on a beach meditating with her legs crossed, you know, looking up toward the sky. And she's in Croatia, apparently. He goes, she's one, she's one of these chicks, yo. I don't know. He goes, like, I'll never be doing that on a beach in Croatia. Why? He goes, should I just split it and quit it? She said she wants to record a video of me doing yoga. So I go with the bonds. I go with the pens. Take it slow, man. It sounds like a dunce. He goes, yeah, yeah word. I don't know you. I go, it's a good question. I said, you could do it's this, not. but still do you. She goes, he goes, isn't that weird, though, yo? Like, women who pose like this and do this stuff? I always thought freaks did that, yo. I'm like, not really. I'm surrounded by this in L.A. See, keep in mind, you're in L.A. We're surrounded surrounded by this lifestyle, surrounded by super healthy people, super spiritual people. Um, There's fucking supermarkets that are dedicated to this sort of lifestyle and vegan lifestyle and Erewhon's and and shots and all this wellness. He's from New Jersey, you know, eating sub sandwiches and pizzas every day. That's the type of people he's used to. Not around her. He can't have cheese pizza. Exactly. Cheese pizzas. So I think it's, it's a fair question. Cheese pizzas. Because he, here's what I'm getting at. You know, one thing is the bonding. Yeah, that, I think that's fun. You, you jump into their world a little bit. Maybe you do that. You experiment. You try it out. But when you're so on different pages, can you really do that? Or are you just blinded by the, the banya? Just blinded by the ass cheeks. The best part of the story <laughs> is her nickname. The Banya? El Banya. El Banya. No, no, no. Think about it. Can you, if you're just a simple fella, like my brother, just a regular guy, right? You go to the gym, you eat pizza, you, you just do regular guy things. Can you really, all of a sudden, be with a person who has such a different lifestyle and make it work? Or are you going to be on completely different pages? Like, what what sort of advice would you give? I said, dude, take it slow. You might realize it's a good yeah. balance for you. I don't know. I think it's you worth know, a I shot. Would, I wouldn't count it out is my point, right? But you're, like, taking two different, almost cultures. It's, it's sort of, it's very, she's living a very different life. Yeah. She doesn't even eat pizza. But it, I didn't, know that, I didn't pizza. know that Jersey dummy was a culture. Hold on. I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna pretend Guido. like the, a the Jersey lifestyle is the same as the one that we're surrounded by out here in California. Every girl posting stuff on social media out here is all about their wellness and what sh- what uh, what shots of of wheatgrass they got that day and what what supermarket they got fresh food delivered <laughs> from. You? Like, remember when you used to get shots of wheatgrass? Rich? Yeah, like it's such a different lifestyle <laughs> really? out here. The, oh, yeah. the girls in Jersey are not like that. They just went to the mall and got Panda Express. It's like a different lifestyle. Richard's got he's, Panda Express. He's, he's dealing with all these things. Yeah, he's dealing with a girl who's very hippy dippy or very. It's not even hippie. What would you consider that in today's world? Spiritual or very 
spiritual and her health and her ways where my brother's not like that at all. My brother's, you know, yo, I need some like nuggets. See, for I'm gonna go to gym and get like a twelve piece nugget. Yeah, for me, it's not even about like the spiritual aspect. For me, it's the the food. It's like, totally different lifestyles. You you can't expect me to not want to eat meat anymore. It's like my brother dating this new age. He's got a new age girl. He's got this new age girl like from the West Coast. It seems Yo. like. Down out. Like, we're surrounded by that out of here. My brother in Jersey, in his circle and in his world, not surrounded by mm-hmm. women like that. He's found a new-age girl. She don't eat meat, but she sure likes the bone. I'm amazed that you think, like, the only people that do yoga and that are spiritual. Bro, are you, you going to pretend like we're not surrounded by that I'm not surrounded by anyone. Who do you here see? You hang out and scratch your thighs all day. Are there Erewhon's in, in, in other states just, like, everywhere? I don't even know what Erewhon is. I can't, dude, if you're going to play dumb, I'm not going to. I don't. What is Erewhon? Okay. It's, I'm like, a health, gonna, it's like a yeah, health food. I'm not yes, going okay. to buy it. Yes, there are health food yes, supermarkets. Yes, there are health food supermarkets everywhere. But you you're not going to tell me that's not completely E-R- on another level here in California. O-H- no, E-R- you're not going to tell me there's not H-O- more women in yoga pants here in California than in any other state in the world. W-A-N. To be honest, I think you're – I think. Your ex was a bit like this, so you are more in touch with that being this scene out here. Or now, like every young woman out here who's like super healthy about shit. I think it sounds. I, I wrote down some notes while you were ranting. She don't eat meat, but she sure like the bone. I love it. This I, could I, be, I this was, could be I, Tommy's new age girl. I didn't know it was Mary Moon. What do you think it was? Mary Moo. I thought it was Mary Mo. I don't know. I didn't know what that meant. Mary Moon. She's a vegetarian. That must Mary be. Moon. Mary Moon. Mary Moon, huh? Um, She'll live that all the uh, septuagenarians. You got to realize this girl's different from any other girl my brother's ever dated or surrounded by in his circle of dating pool. We're out here. That's just very I much the scene. You know how you know how sometimes you see like one of those movies where this guy goes through all his ex girlfriends. Hell, ghost the girlfriend's past with Matthew McConaughey. Second shout out today. There's always that one girl that's a spiritual girl yeah. that one guy tried. Crystals, yeah. There's always one a guy has always has that one crystal girl in his in his repertoire this needs to be his crystal girl she's got a toilet uh, and I she's th- a crystal I th- girl i think so i think you give it a shot that was my advice but he's like, gonna be fucking it, uh, can it really meditating work? on uh can top it, of watching mountains can it really work you know like you you go for girls for whatever reason you know like you could say the same thing about me the age difference can it really work i don't know you just go for it you learn something you're exposed to new things it's a new challenge it's a new adventure you know, this is, like, not in my brother's wheelhouse of familiarity whatsoever. You know, he's used to taking um, girls to the fucking movies and, and to uh, Applebee's. You know, this girl is not living that life at all. She's meditating. She's going to take she's, up her bean sprouts. She's showing him his, her collection of crystals. She's uh, 
all about wellness and, and spirituality. None of the shit that my brother's ever been exposed to, <laughs> I think, is something you, you give a shot. Can it work? Will it work? Like, do you assess scenarios? I, I guess the question is this. Like, do you assess scenarios based on that? Because I don't. You know, I, I look at that scenario and say, oh, that's what they're into? Cool. I'm not, I'm not into that, but that doesn't mean, like, I can't vibe with you. My brother and other people will say, no, we're too different, so therefore it won't work. Like, how do you assess those scenarios? I wrote down a bunch of notes while you've been explaining the whole scenario. All right, I'm done. And I wrote down a few keynotes for my little stories I had here. Number one, I know someone that got divorced because of this. Really? I know someone that was in a relationship and their wife went deep end. I don't eat meat. I don't like deal with people that eat meat. I changed my whole lifestyle. I changed everything about myself. And the guy's like, hey, whoa, hold up. What? Hold up. Yeah. So if you're, if you're not doing it for health reasons, it's one thing. But if you're doing it for the humanitarian, the humanitarian reason? spiritual reasons, then yeah, you're dealing with a completely different person. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if this girl's like, yo, I just eat vegan because it's, it's for health. That's I like, one thing. I like living clean. If she's like, Tommy, I prefer you don't have chicken nuggies because she I don't like me, the way they chew, treat the chickens. She yeah. won't let me eat dino nuggets anymore, yo. Tell her to get them from Butcher Box. They treat their animals nice. So I wrote down this could go terribly wrong if it's if one person goes this way mid-relationship. Now, going into it, I, I just can't understand how close-minded and immature and young your brother would sound to be like, the girl does yoga and she's spiritual, so I don't know if I could be with her. Like Different lifestyles. Like, yeah, but what's a different life? Does he think his lifestyle is one that he wants forever, like eating McNuggets and going to Applebee's? Well, that I'm actually agreeing with you. I, I approach those scenarios in a way of, oh, that's what she's into. We could find a balance here. Yeah, this could My be brother his... looks at that like, Honestly, I think it might be a, a, a more safe approach. And he says, yeah, we'll never match up because that's not what I'm about. Oh, does he want to find some simple girl? Yeah, but this could be his, grow- be this could a, be his maturity moment. It could, be a, it could be his maturity moment or it's his practical moment of saying we're too different. A lot of people think that way. Is that, play is oblivious that, is that. that lame? If I do? He's asking if it's lame if he does yoga. He's more asking... If he should give this a shot, he's no different. He's no different than a kid who won't eat fucking mushrooms because they look weird. I agree. I think you're focusing on the diet, very childish. No, no, no. You guys are focusing on like the the that had nothing to do with diet. I'm saying it's like a kid who won't try something because they just don't want to. Does he feel intimidated by her deeper side? Because. The reality is, right, they hang out, they watch a movie. He's they, got the emotional depth of a teaspoon. If, if he's worried about, like, yo, dude, I love eating McNuggets and getting pizza, and Look, she's uh, into working and out, and, and she's into <laughs> spirituality and meditation and yoga classes and, and deeper meanings of things. Like, Wellness. Yeah, I mean, what, does he want to eat McNuggets his whole life and she's into be wellness. a man boy? I'm into dad ass. You're missing the deeper question. I think he should give us a full shot. Yeah, but in in reality, right? I think she'll bore of him, if you want my honest opinion. I think the more they get to know each other, she's going to be like, yeah, he's a simple Jersey boy that eats fucking... Uh, okay, d- d- but doesn't that also answer the question that they're just too different? 
because he's not like I think he should dive in and give it a shot. I've like all right, use my not? last use my last relationship as an example. I did everything I can to find common ground, but in reality, not only did we just grow apart, but we were just too different. So why isn't that a valid sort of way to approach this scenario? Like, I don't know, yo. She's just way too different. The common ground is she's attractive, she's hot, they're going on dates and having fun. But maybe they're just too different. Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, you know, try to see if you could compromise and learn from it. I wouldn't shy away from it. I wouldn't just split it and quit it. But you don't think it's a valid sort of approach to just think that maybe we're just too different? Oh, that is definitely the case. But you're, but- playing, you're playing like... That's a silly question. That's an actually really valid, mature question, I think, from my brother. Although I think he should give it a shot, I think it's fair to say that, yeah, man, some people are just way too different. I think people that haven't dated a variety of people might have this question more. If, you've, if you feel like you've dated all types of girls, then you probably have encountered this. I feel like, uh, like Spot said, a lot of guys that have dated around quite a bit have gone through as a, as Spock called it, like the crystal girl stage where I think I, I, every, every I've, I dated a girl, crystal girl. Stage. I dated a girl that was into all that, like crystals and, and vibes and reading fucking fortunes and shit. Like every guy dates one girl. That's, and I'm not far off the that. path. Yeah. It, look, it's just a matter of, are you tolerant of that? Like you think a lot of our listeners worldwide right now, would be okay with the girl like telling him like she doesn't approve of him eating meat and stuff Did like that? Did she say that to him? No, but eventually that's going to happen, and you're going to probably dive into their lifestyle a little more. You're going to try to find the compromise. Our buddy Canelo that we used to work with, right? Didn't he have a, an epiphany and change his whole lifestyle and diet because of the woman he was with? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it happens. You know, some people are just not willing to dive into that. You know, my family, not like that at all. My dad would be like, hey, what are you, some sort of pansy? Like, you know, it's just not, it's just not how we are. I, I look at it like, for instance, my, my dad's wife. My dad's old school. But my dad's wife goes to, like, special markets and eats super clean, only fresh foods. She does, she does stretches and yoga every morning. And my dad sits around eating uh Sour Patch Kids watching uh, Dance with the Stars. My da- but she has made my dad eat healthier as he's got older. And things my dad That's used to great. be. Things yeah. my dad yeah. used to be like, oh, I don't know. Positive influence. Like something like, I guarantee, growing up, my dad never had salmon one time. Oh, salmon? No, no, no. Give me a burger. I don't need, I don't need crustaceans. And now, like, you know, go to my dad's and he's like, oh, Nelly prepared like a nice salmon and uh, veggies. And he... Sometimes people could better you. That's why I said it's like it's like I agree. He's being he's being the kid who won't eat something because it looks weird. I think he should give it a shot, but I also think that in reality, you you have to approach these scenarios with the with the thought of we could be just way too different. And and at the the end of the day, Kavino, they could be great just stories for each other. So I don't think he should. I don't think you should have any positive or negative expectation. I think roll with it. Hey, maybe it's his dream girl. Maybe it doesn't work out, and down the line, Tommy has a story about the the cool, artsy fucking strange girl that he dated, and she has the story of like the fucking handsome Guido she dated, and uh, they call it a day. Who knows? It might be the best sex of his life. 
Yeah, maybe way, she's uh, all tantric. She's maybe like, she's going to teach him tantric yeah, maybe sex. She, she's probably very limber. She got a toy, a banyo. No, no, she actually, JC in Kentucky corrected it. Shouldn't she be La Banya? And then he wrote a song about it and everything. Tommy's in love with La Banya. <laughs> Tomasito loves La Banya. All right, so he... Uh, she loves her yoga. Not like his pizza. <laughs> it's just... I think sometimes you, you are blinded by the Banya. You're blinded by you. the ass cheeks. Mm -hmm. The common ground is you have this sort of lust and attraction mm -hmm. that blinds you from the reality that you find out down the line is you were just too different from the start. Yeah. Let me tell you, if I were single, I'd be all up in this yoga chick scene. There's a whole scene. You live like a better, healthier life. There's a whole scene. However, all positive. You can be like positive together. However, you were, you were going a mile a minute, rightfully so, because you were explaining the story, but I kept thinking about the different angles of this. And let me just read this one piece of feedback, and then I have something uh, sort of like this. Yoga is a hobby, right? Let's keep that in mind. Yoga I is a no, I don't believe that. Because Spot even just said it. it could be very much a lifestyle. For some people, it's yeah, a hobby. For some not people. a hobby. But much like any hobby, though. Sorry, Rich. Much like any hobby, a hobby can develop into a lifestyle. It you, depends on how serious you are about you it. didn't even let me finish the sentence. The guy wrote, yoga is a hobby and not a reason not to be with someone. Now, vegan, that's a complete lifestyle that would impact your everyday thing. Now, Spot... Deal breaker, he says. Why did you cut that out? Deal breaker. Oh, this is another sentence. But that's important. That's the question. Spot got involved in the yoga scene. Love it. We saw a change in Spot, but it, it wasn't like, well, Spot's like not my friend anymore, but he's weird now. He, I, I did notice when we did yoga together, which I've only done a few times in my life because of Spot, but when we went to the log cabin little weekend getaway like a couple months ago, they hired a personal yoga instructor, if you remember yeah. that story. Oh, yeah, of course. You, uh, you only did yoga because you had a sweet ass. I only, you you uh, weren't going to do it. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it. So I heard. Creepy I, side. They, took yeah, over. The, the girl showed up. She's like, I hear I'm the yoga, personal yoga instructor. I'm a hot yoga girl. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Um, Look at my butt. But no joke, Kavino, while I'm doing there the stretches and I'm just trying to, use, I'm trying to use this morning yoga as a, all right, let me stretch out and get a little somewhat workout in. I saw a spot like, Closing his eyes and putting his hands together, like he—it's a—it's a whole scene. He gets into it, like what? what where you—you you know how like when people hold hands and pray, and you open your eyes and look around, like what does everyone do? Oh, at, at like dinner. It's like dinner, like it's like dear heavenly Father, and you open your eyes, you're like is everyone really holding hands and praying? Okay. When I do something like yoga, I can't get in the zone like spot. I'm with you. It's not—it's not built for some people. Religion's a thing too. Religion's a big thing. Like if you ever see like those really religious chicks. That are into like those big Sunday mega churches. They're there's, hot. There's, but like you're like, there's I a, be there's, this type of person. There's religion. There's dietary things, lifestyle stuff, and I think you're you're best to just try it out. Why not? Like, what a fun experience! He'll just have a little taste that, of everything. But you're also discounting the fact, and I agree. Go for it. Hey, you might learn something. You might learn that you, you, you do love her and love that scene and you could find some compromise. Maybe it'll change your life. Maybe it's your maturity moment, like you said, Spot. But why are we discounting that sometimes people are just too different for us? All We're, we're blinded by the beauty. I am. I know for a fact. I know for a fact that sometimes I, I discount all the obvious signs that you said are it. there. 
But I'm. It's like yeah, she's but she's hot, and I I I, I like yeah. her. You focus on the commonalities that are there, mm-hmm. but you, you know you you discount the the differences that are there. You're blinded by the ass. Yeah, that and I don't. I think that's why I think it's fair for him to say. Maybe it's just not right though, you. Because he doesn't see himself meditating on a beach in Croatia. He should. I noticed something. Bet you she has a picture in Bali too. <sighs> there's, there's big. Chi- All right. Let's 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 wrap this up and make a real good point here. What's that pose that she was doing in the trail spot? This one. Tree pose. Yeah, I don't see my brother doing tree poses. Actually, she was doing skandasana, but uh, I don't yeah, see tree him pose. doing that in the middle of a hike. Say, now, take a picture for the gram, yo. There's hashtag wellness. Different lifestyles. She said dietary spot brought up religion. There's cultural things. There's reasons why the reality is you're not going to work out with someone, right? That's the reality. But do you still give it a shot and say that, well, at first glance, this may not work out, but hey, what if we just learn from each other? And this is the best possible thing. There's like, I'll give you an example. When you were single, I want to slap you upside the head a few times because <laughs> you, I, I, I feel like you could assess, the same way you're looking at this girl and saying like, yo, I can't see my brother with her, yo. She's like doing yoga poses and she's a vegan and my brother's a dopey kid from Jersey. You would look at hot girls on Instagram when you were single and date girls that you saw on Tinder or whatever and Bumble. And I'd be like, yo, Camino, her Instagram is full of like Louis Vuitton bags and how she's traveling all over the world. That's you think that's the type of girl for you when you're like a single dad trying to find a good woman and you're like, yeah, bro, but she's hot. Like you gotta assess, like, I know what you're saying. You gotta assess, is this person right for me? And that's what I think he's doing. So it's really a double edged sword. Like, yeah, give it a shot. But in reality, it's like all the differences are right there. They're right there in front of your face. But sometimes sometimes those so, things open up new windows of insight for you. Like uh, our buddy oh, Sebastian, how? our buddy Sebastian Menescalco is a Italian guy from Chicago who talks about how he grew up, uh, you know, and his family was like hardworking middle class guys. And he's like Italian and Catholic, and his beautiful wife is he's an artist. It's like a rich Jewish artist, right? Right. Sometimes, yeah, you, you learn from each other. You, you think, at, you, track, think at first gla- you think at first glance he thought, oh, yeah, this is my path? Yeah, like how, how would it be any different if she were just like a gym rat? Because I'll tell you what happens. You know, like when, when it, all it's... the fun of the new relationship mm-hmm. and learning from each other sort of fades a little bit, it's the differences. All the things that you were intrigued with in the beginning and all those cool things you loved about her, like she's different, is what really ends up killing the relationship. And it was all there in the beginning. You know, if, if Tommy doesn't want it to uh, pass her number along to me, I'll take it. He goes, so here's what I said. I said, look, dude, depends. It's a good question. I think you yeah. can do this and still do you. I said, depends. I said, take it slow. Why not? You ever think and about... And he goes, but I thought only freaky people did this. And I'm like, not really. All the women out here in L.A. are just like that for the most part. So... Do you look at their... I don't want to give him bad advice. I told him to take it slow and, and you know, not, maybe he could learn something from it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Do you look at someone you might date and say, all right, our differences, are these things I'm interested in learning or don't give a shit about? Because that's a difference too, right? Like if, 
if you meet some girl and she's like a gym rat and you're like, yo, maybe dating her, I'll get in the best shape of my life. Yo, this girl's really into health. And you know what? That's probably going to be a good thing for me. Or, you know what? She's religious. And I, you know what? I feel like I might need that in my life. You might meet someone that delivers something you need. Mm-hmm. But then again, you might meet someone that's like, you might be like a guy like Donnie Papadou that all he wants to eat is steak and ribs. If you meet a girl that's a vegetarian later, it's not going to work. Yeah, take on that but which you, makes you stronger. I think you have to assess are our differences something that could better me or are our differences something that will just yeah. completely irritate me because I have no interest. It's not like she's a drug addict and you're like, yeah, I don't want to get involved with her or should I get involved? She's into drugs. It's like, so She's into something very positive that could benefit him moving forward in life. How does she like his uh, closet slash bedroom in his <laughs> new suite? Uh, digs. Well, uh, she don't eat meat, but she sure like the bone is what I'm hearing. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked about it. He's only gone on like two dates with her. Um, but I think it's a fair question. My brother, simple Jersey kid, uh, doing good for himself, but very, very basic in his Jersey ways. How did they meet? I don't know. Uh, like, is, how did they're now how... dating a Mary Moon sort of new age girl, Clearly... wellness vegetarian type of chick who's into crystals and stuff? And he's wondering, like, yeah, she's hot, but it might be too different. What sort of advice would you give? We'll go to your feedback and phone calls next. Go ahead, Spot. Clearly, something pulled her in. To him. Oh, no. She had a free subscription he's, on guidosonly.com. Yeah, guidosonly.com. He's a good-looking <laughs> yes. young kid. He's making money now. He's charming. He probably made her laugh a few you times. Have, you don't have to be lonely on guidosonly.com. Keep in mind, we make fun of Tommy, but he's making money now. He's making money. And he's a handsome, funny kid. Right. So I, I, just, I just don't want the side of Tommy that is immature and dopey to discount a girl just because she's into something a little more foofy and intellectual than he's used to. Why? When that might be saving him from... But that might be... The biggest, uh, yeah. like, obvious heartache because it's not what he's into. It's not what he's into at all. Maybe See, it, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I know. I'm playing devil's advocate because it's, I'm with you. Give it a go. But you know what? You're giving it a go, and in reality, like, that's not any of the shit that you're into at all. But it's something that he's never been into, so how does he know if he's into it or not? Like, do you think I ever thought that I would go down the yoga path? But it happened. Because mm, yeah. I I got it, I started I took a step down that path and I enjoyed it and I just fought went deeper. Now, now I I gotta be honest. It's you could say, man, you can make an argument and say, see I see, and it could be a positive or negative. I look at your ex wife, mm-hmm. and she is so abnormally different than you in so many ways. Where, but that's all the things that I was intrigued with. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you could say. See, those are things I intrigued with, but look, it didn't work. Yeah. So I and those were the things that essentially pulled us apart. We were way too different, different morals, different ideals, different ways of thinking, different upbringing. So everything was different. But those were all the things that I loved. Yeah, right. I was like, oh man, she's not like every other Jersey girl that I dated. She has an accent. She's not from this country. She is, has different views on everything. Oh man, she's the best. She's smart. Wow, this is great. All those things were essentially were. What destroyed the relationship. That's a lovely accent, New Jersey. Right. <laughs> so let's go to the feedback. Vic in Toronto says, Ugh. sometimes that other person is worth changing for. If it is worth it, then it's a good thing. It could be a forever thing. I would just tell Tommy to give it a shot. Don't make it uh, the final commitment just like that, but give it a shot. Sort of where I left it at. We're exploring it more for the sake of really, you know, diving into it. Like Kristen was into yoga. She got me into yoga. And then I almost took it and ran with it more than she did. 
So you never know. Hey, there's there's a few people on Earth. There's more, are, than, there's more than that. That are known as there's like seven points. that are known as the chosen ones. Two billion ones. Meaning women lucky enough to have uh had time alone with Cavino and Rich on different occasions. I think there's like four of them or something like that. There's three maybe. Th- there's there's some chosen ones. Chosen we ones. We call them like chosen. arguably the luckiest women on earth. Chosen. <laughs> and one of those lovely women that has spent time with Cavino and I separately. Separately, yeah. yes. Never, never in a weird scenario. Swords have never been crossed. What, this one is, all, one this of, is awkward. One of, the, one of the girls that Kavino and I both had a moment with is like a fucking spiritual healer. Like, when I talked to her, this was not her style. I don't even think when Kavino talked to her, it was her style. Maybe oh, it was yeah, starting it was. to be her style. No, but, it was very but much she's like, style. she's like... Not even not a healer spot. Like she, like the, I, I think she, she talks great. I think she like talks to the dead this and shit. Probably, like she, she is like. It, this is probably the way to recover from her psychotic break after the two of you sucked her self esteem. No, she was fantastic. <laughs> She's a great man. woman. I thought she was great. Yeah. Um, didn't bother me, but I I view it differently. I compartmentalize. <laughs> like like one? we said like jokingly. I feel like I got my side of the bedroom. Jordan has her side. I compartmentalize everything in my stupid brain. Yeah. Right. So I'm not saying you got to be like me. But I, if you're a fucking spiritual healer, I'm like, that's great. Do well, you? I don't want to. I'm a radio guy. I, I think we could make this work. But, you know, that's my that, that's me. I'm talking about giving advice and, and really overthinking this scenario. You're a you're a, a fun guy to be around. And I don't, I don't want to bring up a bad trait of yours because I don't know if you get this pointed out in your relationships. But I do notice that when you do have differences with someone, you don't show interest in that. You sort of just let them stay in their lane. Yeah, like, 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 for, like it's when, not that when, I don't when, show interest. When I you just for, know what yeah. I'm interested in, like, and what I'm not. Interested like like in. one of Jordan's hobbies is uh, pageants and pageantry and coaching girls in that pageant world. Yeah, and like your stance on that is like, yo, that's great, no, but I, like, like you, you, like I, mean, I don't have interest essentially. It's, it's not that. I, I mean, how much? What could I really do to dive into? No, that? but I'm saying I like watch you're, pageants with her. But you're allowed to have different I'll, interests. That's how I feel. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, and, but but I don't expect me to maybe get into it. But you're allowed to have different interests. It's I look at it this way, and I always have. Mm-hmm. From let's start from my earliest days of dating, right? I was way into a radio station called K Rock. Ended up working there, right? Every girl I dated was into 103.5 KT or Z100. I never expected them to be into what I was into. This is what I'm into. This is what you're into. We find a common ground. And that common ground is where you and I live. That's where you and I mm-hmm. prosper. That's where you and I bring out the best of one another. That doesn't mean I need to listen to Z100 and KTU. That's your thing. This is my thing. I've always felt that way. and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. I love this song. I think we're the league leaders in the country are playing this song. We play it like once a day at a commercial. I, know. I love it. <laughs> That's why it's extra cool to welcome Billy Corgan to there the Camino and Rich Show. Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Welcome, you, man. Good, thank you. Do you get fired up when you hear this song? Is this one of your favorites off the new album? I, I do like it. Yeah, I do like it. I, I, it's weird. I don't. I I don't always like songs when I put them out because by the time I'm done with them, I've worked on them too long. But this one I do like. 
Yeah, it's fresh to all of us, but you're like, yo, I've heard this shit a lot. Right, right. <laughs> over and over I, and I over get, again. I get the feeling, over. Billy, I get the feeling that Kavino likes this song more than you do. <laughs> no, I do, I do. I play the shit out of this every day. I'm like, yo, new Smashing Pumpkins. I love it, man. I, I love the new sound. I love that you've evolved, right? The music's ever-changing. You know, I heard you say something recently where it's like, well, if we stayed the same, because critics will always have something to say, wouldn't it have been more sad if they're the same as they were in the you know, early 90s? No, the band's evolved. That's the new sound, and I love it, man. Congrats on everything. Thank you. Yeah, it's weird to me that people want you to kind of stay in the same spot. It seems to be a kind of a new phenomenon in rock and roll in the last 10 years where, like, I don't know, maybe because it's a, because of YouTube or something or Instagram. Like, we're all supposed to stay 27 forever. Right, exactly. That's not the truth. That's not what's happening. But it's amazing. Trust me, I, I wouldn't mind being 27 forever, but it just, it just hasn't worked out that way yet. I feel you, man. I, I think about just the whole genre of 90s rock because that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a category of its own. I just want to start by what makes that connect to people so much? What, what do you think it is about that, that time period that connects to so many people? Well, you know, we had a lot of kind of bad MTV going on up until Nirvana kind of kicked the door down. Um, and suddenly, you know, these freaks were allowed, you know, <laughs> the microphone and we were on yeah. the biggest platforms in the world and the biggest stages in the world. And, you know, we, we basically ran a punks game, <laughs> you know, we'd, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, there's probably only been a couple moments in, in music history where the, the counterculture becomes the culture. And for a brief time, three, four or five years, you know, it sort of dominates because it's so dangerous or different or, and so I think people really connect to the fact that it was a time of great freedom, too. Billy, is it odd to think that anyone you bump into that's like in their 30s or 40s most likely has seen you in concert? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild. You know, like um, one time I was driving across America and I was joking with a friend of mine about what it means to be famous. And I said, you know, you know what's so crazy? We probably could pull off in any one of these cities and somebody would recognize me. I'm not saying right. everybody, but <laughs> yeah. we literally walked down the street in any one of these cities and somebody would say, hey, you know, and, and that's pretty wild when you think about it from a statistical point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, just the penetration of that, you know, the billions of listens and the, the millions of times you were on TV. I mean, I think one time we played the Grammy Awards and they told us the global audience was 800 million. Wow. And, and let's you know, not it's forget. Like 800 million. Sure. Okay. No, not just... I, I wish I'd sang better, you know? No, I love it. Distinct. You have a distinct voice, uh, Billy Corgan. The impact, the songs, they all mean so much. Before we talk about, you know, where you are now and the music and catching up, let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's talk about the rumors. Because when you're famous, when you have fame, people make up rumors, all right? And I know Rich okay. wants to ask you I something, too, yeah. something pretty goofy. Which one is the best Billy Corgan rumor, according to you? Uh, that you're the kid from Small Wonder. You had to have heard that right. one, right? You, you had to have heard that yeah, one. Yeah, I first, I first heard that in Philadelphia about 1995. Right. And I was like, huh? Jamie. Like, Jamie from Small street. Wonder. <laughs> right, and yeah. Then, and then eventually the rumor went off of me and it went to Manson. So he, he, he became the guy, which is great. So no, he's inherited that. Manson became the kid from the Wonder Years, yes. Paul Pfeiffer. <laughs> that's right. what, yeah, that's so that was the rumor. Oh, I see. Yeah. Then there's the rumor that the little kids on the cover of Siamese Dream, the CD right. that everybody owned, right, uh, eventually became your bass player uh, in, in recent years. Did you I hear that rumor? that rumor? You actually did? Yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, we were out to dinner, um, and the, the bass player at the time, Nicole Fiorentino, we were joking how she kind of remotely looked like one of the girls on the cover. And so I literally 
tweeted or something, you know, oh my God, I just found it. Nicole was the girl. We were joking about it. And within six hours, it was viral. It was like number one headline in the whole world, you know, and we made up the story that she, she didn't want to tell us or she didn't think she'd get the job. It was, <laughs> and then once we told people it wasn't true, they were kind of like, oh, I like the story. And then they, it's like they were bummed that it wasn't true. I was a little bit. Yeah. I definitely shared that story as if it were true. And, and dude, the power in that, that you could just make some shit up and it goes out there as truth. That, I, that's pretty amazing. I do think about that in today's world we live in, Billy. It's pretty crazy that a celebrity, you see it all the time in sports, like LeBron James could tweet one thing and everyone talks Huge. about it. Is, it. is it crazy to think the power of social media when you have a voice like you, you could just say some random shit and people start talking about it? Yeah, but that's not a good power to have. <laughs> I don't want to trend today. I, I'm happy to talk to you guys, but I don't want to trend today. Because right. if I'm trending, it's probably for something bad. Right, right. You said something you shouldn't have said. <laughs> hey, by the way, does it bug you out that those little girls are like almost in their 40s probably? And beautiful women. And yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's funny because uh, uh, I've seen them and they kind of, they said, they, you know, it's kinda, you know, with their little kids, it was like one day in their life, they kind of remember. They remember getting ice cream. That's what they said. Right, right. And, and the last rumor, uh, of the many rumors about Billy Corgan, that uh, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way, is, is somehow secretly your son. You had to have heard that one, too. I think I might have started that one, too. Get out of here. No, because he looks like you a little bit, right? Like a little bit. There's, there's a, there is a familial resemblance between me and uh, Gerard, and I think I was on TV somewhere, and I jokingly referred to him as my son, and I was like, here we go. Oh, my God. That's wild. I love it. Billy Corgan. Uh, as you think rumor back, starter. Uh, yeah, B Billy Corgan, rumor starter yeah. and uh, smashing pumpkins. Who knew? Don't believe anything he says. I, uh, I think back to you know, going to smashing pumpkin shows, having the CDs, living in the 90s. As a, as a kid in high school, loving all your shit, 1979 is the year I was born. So that year just means something to me completely different than you. What was going on in your world? In 1979, because I, I read that that's when you felt like you were sort of coming into your own as a teenager. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, when I wrote the song, I had this memory of being in my car when I was about 17, which means it would have been 1984. But maybe the title wasn't as good. Right. <laughs> so I don't really know where 1979 came from, to be honest. Um, but it does remind me of that time. I grew up in the suburbs outside of Chicago, you know, typical strip mall. You know, no downtown, just kind of like a bunch of fast food joints. Mm -hmm. So I think it was very much for me about suburbia and wanting to get the hell out of suburbia. Um, but yeah, you you were born in a beautiful time. That was a that was the, that was the end of the innocence around 1979. So you, you got you got to usher usher in this new age, whatever we're living in now, the post truth era. Now, Billy, I don't know if you've ever heard Billy Corgan on a roller coaster. Have you ever heard this? <laughs> in, in 1979. In 19 yeah, yeah. You mean you and the 500 people who DM me the day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad, though. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. Here I mean, he is. He's uh, going up the roller coaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy Corgan as a child, and now he's going down the roller coaster. <laughs> Come on. That's great. I'm okay. glad that you're aware of it. All right. Though, I could be done with this interview now. I went down a roller coaster with Billy Corgan in person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. see, the problem is, is these things are inescapable. So when one of these things comes out, it's like everybody sends it to me like, hey, have you seen this? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, and I get, everyone and it, feels and it, like they're the first. Dude, to tell and, it, and it's on an elevated level for a guy of Billy Corgan's, you know, success and fame. Like we always say our producer spots got a big beard. So anytime there's an article about a beard, 
someone sends it to him. So if there's a viral thing about Billy Corgan, you're right. His inbox must be like, hey, bro, you see this? Yeah, I get all the, <laughs> I get all the, all the vampire memes. Oh. Uncle Fester. Uh, <laughs> I get so all that dumb. stuff. I get those memes. Hey, so thanks uh, for thinking of me. <laughs> speaking of Uncle Fester, Billy Corgan, uh, a fun fact. Let's see how well you know yourself. What was right. the uh, last video that you made? Because you have some, you know, not only legendary albums, double albums, songs, but videos. What was the last video you made where you had hair? Good question. We just figured this uh, out. Bowler with butterfly wings. My dude. My dude. There he is. Pull with butterfly wings and a sweet quaff. <laughs> and then and then after that you just shaved it, huh? That was it. Yeah, I had a it was it was in a it was I think I was drunk. <laughs> hey, how do you look back at your career? It's still going strong, which is amazing because you're like the last of the living of that era. You know, there's not many bands <laughs> that, that are still making thing, it. Is yeah, that a good thing, though? Is that like the land of the dead? Uh, it, it really is, though. You have longevity. Even if the bands are still around, they didn't have the longevity that you have. How do you differentiate it? Like, I'll give you an example. A lot of times when I look back at my life, I, I, I look at where I was in my job, in my career, or like what girlfriend I was with. Like, do you look at it through bandmates, through albums, uh, through styles? You know, how do you look back at your career? Uh, everything goes in cycles of the album. Okay. So whenever I think of the album, I think of all the things that happened in the time of that album, the tours, the who was in the band. So, I, But to me, it's like my whole life is segmented by the albums. Now, Billy, I, I saw somewhere that you say you write for you. You like to make music that you would like. And sometimes connecting with other people is just the secondary gain. You want to write something that you feel. What song were you surprised that everyone else seemed connected to that you weren't quite sure was going to be a huge hit? Uh, probably 1979, the song you were just playing. Um, that was really shocking, you know, because it was for at the time it was very much of a departure for us. This kind of electronic beat, and and uh, it was very different than the other music that we were making. And so the fact that it became a huge hit and is still talked about is pretty wild. Um, just so many songs, song after song after song. <laughs> too uh, many songs. There's just too yeah. many songs. I'm thinking of all the songs I, that I absolutely love that changed my my life. Cherub Rock. You know, Siamese Dream, uh, the whole album. And then a lot of people backtracked and got Gish, right? Your first debut album. Is there an album out of the 11 now that is the most special to you and why? Uh, no, not really, honestly. No? No, because it's weird. It's like when, when, when people point to one album, which they do with, like, say, an album like Siamese Dream, it almost makes me want to focus on other albums because to me they're just as important you know like it, it got me this far um and every album is so intense to make obviously we're not touring right now because of covid but usually you know my memories are wrapped up with the shows too talking about going around the world playing playing new songs you know hundreds of thousands of people if not millions so your memories are really kind of blurry and you know, like in an intense way so it's hard for me to separate eras billy corgan here on the cavino and rich show um you, you mentioned covid it's got to be affecting you in a lot of ways one of our chicago listeners hit me up the other day and he said yo you're having billy corgan on ask him about madam zuzu's uh which is a, a restaurant i believe you own in highland park i yeah. heard that it, you opened it right up right before this happened so how no, was actually that a, i opened in the middle of it oh, oh in the middle of it well first of all yeah, let yeah. me compliment I just, you I, I heard your meatball <laughs> sub is fire that's that's the word i got <laughs> from our buddy mike durbin in chicago he said you Thank gotta you, tell mike. him yeah he said you gotta tell him that the meatball sub is fire but like this is a big establishment out there it even has like a, a performance space and everything so how, how yeah, we got, is a, that we got an empty you? stage where you can't play on but um yeah <laughs> 
going to ramp up for when this is all over and uh, that that's going to be the hot spot? Well, I, I had the, I had a tea house before that was a lot smaller, and uh, and then we made plans to open this, and then COVID hit, and then we decided, you know, forget it. We're just going to go ahead and move forward. So yeah, so we've got a stage. We're ready to go. It's just uh, we got to get through this period. Hey Billy, I I hear you're a perfectionist. You're one of those guys. <laughs> uh, Cavino, my hey, co- that meatball sub hey, took a lot of work. Yeah, the meatball sub is perfect. Uh, Cavino, who I hang with every day. This is the type of guy, if we write a parody song or do anything, he wants to redo it a hundred times. If we do a segment, he's like, yo, let's cut that again. With music, how do you know when something's done? And I've heard that you've even gone back and tried to re-record other people's parts. Like, Does it get in the way or does it make the product that much better? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> it's a funny question because um, I don't think anything we've ever done is perfect. So if I if I am a perfectionist, I haven't I haven't done a good job of it. Um, you know, we grew up in a time before uh, Pro Tools and computers could fix your vocals and fix your guitar parts. So we were under a lot of pressure to play at a really high level, and and our music was pretty complicated. We grew up on bands like Rush and Led Zeppelin, so for us, we weren't making music unless it was really hard to play. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that's a bit of a press press narrative. I, we're probably about the, as picky as anybody else. Hey, when it comes to the recording process, Billy, I mean, you got a new album out right now, okay? Seer, Eleven Studio album. Uh, because we've been in quarantine, is there a part of you that wants to collaborate? Maybe do things you 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 don't do that often because we've been trapped indoors for so long now. Like, I feel like sometimes rock needs that. I think music will be affected after all of this. I want to know where do you think music is going to head after this weird year we had. And I want to know if we're going to see Billy Corgan maybe collaborate with some people. Well, I got to get in on the parody song game. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> Tickle Sack needs a new song. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as where the business is going, I think it's going to take people a long time to get comfortable going to concerts again. So I think you're going to see the rise of kind of a new business, which is people figuring out how to get you to almost like a, like an MMA event or something you're like, Hey, there's this cool event tonight. Like Metallica's playing with the pumpkins and they're doing this thing and they're going to play some pump. Like Metallica is going to play some pumpkin songs. Pumpkin's going to play some Metallica. You know, it's going to be more like special event programming and everybody would want to tune in and see it. I think you're going to see the rise of that business because it's really hard to believe that, you know, I'm, I'm in a state right now that's locked down in Illinois. It's hard to believe that, you know, anytime soon we're going to be out 60,000 people in a field singing Kumbaya. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, based on what you're saying, though, uh, people do love a spectacle. Have you watched? Uh, did you watch the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. last weekend? Are you uh, are you into any of the spectacle fights? Uh, no, I, I I was curious because a uh, huge Tyson fan. Um, I actually saw Tyson's one man show uh, thing in in uh, Vegas a few years ago. It was actually quite fascinating. Um, it was certainly a fan when he was fighting. Uh, I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. Why people are interested, and I, I thought it was cool that they did it. And I even talked to some of the people that put it on. I think the I think the app is called Triller. I yeah, think yeah. they were the people that hosted. I talked to them about because um, I'm trying to figure out a sort place to put my wrestling organization, the NWA. Um, so I think it's cool that they did it. But at the end of the day, I don't know. It's it's hard to get a lot of energy up about you know two men way past their prime, you know, having a four round exhibition. I mean, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. More power to them, and if they get paid, even better. But as far as a fight fan, no, I'm not that interested. Uh, I want to talk about some of the wrestling stuff again. Billy Corgan, the entrepreneur, the restaurants, uh, the music, the yeah, wrestling. You, you were saying that earlier today. Like Billy Corgan's doing a little of everything. Yeah, a little he's, bit he's, of everything. Yeah, he's, he's sure. all over the place. <laughs> but, I, but I want to talk about that competitive side because you got to be a competitive guy, right? To to be doing all these things and 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 succeeding in all these things. And last time we talked to you was like in the early 2000s, Billy, and you talked about how competitive you were in sports. So I imagine that translates in your life now 
Let's talk about the early days. Uh, you know, throw it back on a Thursday in the '90s. You know, what your band started in '88 or whatever, right? So '91-ish, you're taking off. '93, you're you're soaring. How competitive were you with the other bands that were also blowing up at the time? Who was headlining? Totally. Who was better? <laughs> yeah. I want to know how competitive <laughs> it got, and did it get in the way of those relationships? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, our mentality was our band is better than your band and we're going to prove it. It was right. that simple. No, because you mentioned Metallica. We were, we, were, we were louder, faster, heavier, and crazier. And that's, that's that was just the mentality we had. I, now, was it good for relationships on a personal level? Probably not, but I, I think it made us a good band. Who was your biggest band rival in that era? Well, I mean, Nirvana was the was the band that everybody... You know, like, you know, it's like King of the Mountain, whoever's the King of the Mountain. For So for our era, it was Nirvana. Nirvana was the number one band. I mean, I didn't have any per- personal animus towards Kurt. I thought he was really super talented. But did, did I want to be standing where he was standing? Absolutely. I mean, who, who wouldn't want it? I mean, if you're going to be in the game and you don't play to win, why are you playing the game? I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm, I'm surprised that, um, I, you know, I'm surprised that I think some people didn't play that way. Like, do you think Kurt played the game to be that good or he just ended up oh, yeah. being there yeah oh he yeah. did so you knew that competitive i'm, so, I'm side sorry you're, when you're that talented that guy's an assassin <laughs> he was he was a pop assassin he was super good at what he did do i do do, do i think he cared yeah I, I absolutely think he cared he liked being number one <laughs> who who doesn't yeah i'm thinking of i'm thinking of all the bands i saw live in the in the in the 90s and there were a lot of great bands but the man you guys you guys i you guys are on the top of my list i remember seeing i remember seeing you at Nassau Coliseum, I believe. Kavino, do you remember where you saw the Pumpkins for the first time? For the first time? Probably somewhere in Long Island, yeah. Okay. Uh, or maybe the uh, somewhere in Jersey. I saw many, <laughs> many times. Uh, so, you know, I'm is thinking about... I, is this where I tell you the story where a guy a guy basically showed me a gun on stage in, in Long Island? Do you want to hear that story? Yes, yes please. Let's, let's hear it. Where was <laughs> yes. that? What, shit, what happened? <laughs> uh, we were playing a, a radio show around 1992 on Long Island somewhere. Um, maybe by Lido, right? That's a city, yeah. right? Long Lido Island. Beach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lido Beach. And it was, uh, and, and we'd been told, somebody kind of whispered that maybe it was a mob bar, but we didn't think much of it. Right. And, um, and Joan Jett, the great rock legend, was one of the hosts, as was, was the main guy from Jesus Jones, who was a big band at the time. It was a radio station event, and we were playing, and we were about our third song in, and we had a mosh pit going. Um, and it, it was a bar probably held about a thousand people. And as I'm playing out of the corner of my eye, I see my tour manager waving to me, like, like doing one of these, like, you know, slash the throat stop. Yeah. By the way, I'm in the middle of the song. So I kind of under my, under my coat, I kind of give him the finger, like, you know, no, I'm not stopping the song <laughs> in the middle of the song. So when we finished the song, I looked over again to see what the problem was. And we standing next to two very, very large Italian men. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and he, he, my guy waved me, like, come over here and talk to these big Italian men on the side of the stage. And I said, like, no, I'm not going over there. <laughs> so the two big Italian men came on stage. And they turned their backs to the audience. And they leaned over to me. And they said, you're going to stop doing what you're doing or we're going to have a problem. And one of the guys pulled his coat open and showed me a gun on stage. Whoa. <laughs> what were you, like, what exactly were you doing? They though? didn't like the mosh pit. Oh, that was it. They thought we were they thought we were causing the mosh pit, so he wanted me to stop the mosh pit. And and, and wow. as a competitive Billy Corgan who had like a fuck you attitude, how did you respond to that? <laughs> oh, he said, One day I'm gonna have a better meatball sub than you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. We just we just 
we went back and did exactly what we would do, and the, the, the mosh pit continued. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, as we throw it back, one, I love that story, but as we throw it back, our producer spot wanted to know, uh, what was it about the 90s music scene? What was it about the 90s that nurtured that rock scene that we uh, grew up loving and that sort of changed our lives for 10, 15, maybe even 20 years? Well, I think it was, you had a very vibrant underground scene. This is, of course, before the internet. So it was all word of mouth. So you'd hear about this band, somebody would send you a letter. And so there was this pressure building up from the underground of really great alternative bands. Um, there were the bands from Sub Pop. There was a label in Minneapolis called Twin Tone. Um, you know, so so imagine this pressure is kind of building up from the underground. And then on the top of it, you had MTV just playing the lamest ass shit. Right. And kids like us going, well, forget this. There's got to be something better. So it was like it was like a perfect storm. But like anything, you needed the the right person to come along. And Kurt was that person. He was the person that sort of like he made it all work. Like he had the songs. He had the band. Obviously, a great band with Chris and Dave. And um, and it was just like an explosion. It was like, but the pressure was there building for probably 10, 15 years, probably since the advent of punk. Um, and so when it happened, it was kind of like took everybody's surprise. But if you were in the independent underground, it, it wasn't surprising at all because you already had all these great artists kind of lined up ready to go. I always think of the 90s with alternative rock and then 90s hip hop totally blew up as well. Any any favorites in the 90s hip hop world? I'm not really a hip hop guy. Um I don't know why. I just ne- never really connected. I, I, I left off at the Sugar Hill Gang about 85. So <laughs> right. I said a hip hop, a hippie, a hippie. To the- uh, now, let me ask you this, though. Billy wasn't much of a break dancer in the early 80s. If, if, you, if you look at the 90s, very defined. 80s rock ha- had its own vibe. Yeah. Was there anyone that, Billy, you or Kavino, think of that was a transition between the two decades? Anyone sort of overlap? Well, Guns and Roses. Yeah? Guns and Roses, yeah. Guns and Roses. Was that because the big they, overlap? They, they basically had all the elements of being a big metal band but they were also alternative and they made that transition which is why i think they endured and you didn't really see a lot of people from our generation talking shit about them because everybody knew they were a great band and they were really were unique hey uh billy i i thought i knew you know a lot about billy corgan because i've been a fan for so long we, we've <laughs> There's always been. more to learn even from me no, no. yeah but, I, but I'm, I'm looking at these notes that our producer gave us and i i didn't know this and i don't know how i'm like almost embarrassed i didn't know this because oh, right. i play static x every night on turbo 41 here on Sirius XM. You were in a band called Deep Blue Dream with Wayne Static, the, the late, great Wayne Static, way back when. Can you tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, we all knew how, we all knew how, it, really how it ended. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne was, I believe, from Michigan. And so he had moved to Chicago. Uh, back then, he had really long, straight hair. Right. And his favorite band was Kiss. And he drove a, he drove a black car with Kiss, like the Kiss logo painted on the hood. <laughs> and, uh, and had a great band called Deep Blue Dream. Uh, that Jimmy Chamberlain and I were big fans of and we became friendly with those guys. And at one point, Wayne asked me to kind of join the band. In the beginning, it was kind of like, hey, we could use an extra guitar player. Do you want to do some gigs with us? It'd be great to have you play. And like I said, we were friends outside of all that. So I did some gigs with them. And then um, at some point, Wayne kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, I, I think my band's going somewhere. You should really join my band and sort of give up the pumpkins. Um you know, I think you're better suited as a guitar player than a front man. And Wayne was a great front man and great singer, had a great voice. Um, and but I wasn't tempted. I immediately told him, no, this is my band and I'm, I'm happy to play with you. But no, I, I got to have my own band. So so we were always, you know, we remained friendly. And then even years later, I ran into him in L.A. when Static X was just taking off. And I was so happy for him because, you know, he was one of those guys you always thought had talent. And 
you know, the music business is cruel. Just because you have a talent doesn't mean you're going to get a chance. So it was great that Wayne had success and very sad that he died so young because he was just a really lovely person. That's insane. I, I, I didn't know that story. I yeah. always find it fascinating when people, you know, talent will rise to the top when people that don't end up in the same band met along the way. It's pretty crazy when you think about that. You know, yeah, it's, 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 in, it's interesting to even just play the parlor game of kind of what if. Because yeah. that band, um, for Static X fans, that band was part, kind, of, kind of like more like the cult or something. Kind of like a bit heavy, bit dreamy, alternative. So when Static X came out, I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> you know, this is this is very different than the Wayne that I know." You know, right, right. Uh, I want I wanted to know about the industry and, and that come up too. Again, you started in that band, or you were in that band, but you're like, "No way, I'm going to be my own front man, my own guy." I believe in the Pumpkins. Like, how much of of music and and the career is driven by ego versus artistry, or is or do you need a little bit of both? How do you look at that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, look. I, I'm sorry, but if you're if you're if you're playing alternative music in 1986 when there is no alternative music really, and nobody in your family can look and see people like how we were on the charts or on TV, everybody thinks you're crazy, and then they tell you how terrible your music is. Right. And so if you don't really believe in what you're doing, I mean, nobody else is. It's easy to be an alternative artist now, now that the business is built. But back then, it was really really wasn't a business. There were labels and there were artists, but it, it isn't like it is now. So I don't know. The, the thing about ego is kind of really overrated. I, I, one of my favorite interviews I ever saw was it was in the heyday of when Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan were still in the NBA. Okay. And they asked Charles Barkley because it was known that he and Michael had a close relationship. They asked Charles Barkley, do you think Michael uh, Jordan's the best player? And Charles Barkley said, if I believe that, I wouldn't get on the court. That's and that's kind of that's kind of the way I've always thought of it. If you don't believe you're the best, what are you what, what are you doing? Now, do I think I'm the best every minute of every day? No. In fact, I think I'm not the best. But at some point, if you don't believe you have something to offer, there's no way you're going to endure the, the 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 slings and arrows of a really cruel business, which, by the way, is built for young people. So to even last in it, mm-hmm. to deal with people saying, "Oh, you know, I remember you like this," or "I wish you would do this," it's like you have to sort of have some inner belief that's greater than. Uh, what the environment is giving you because you're never going to get enough from the environment. I have one more question for Billy Corgan, then talk about the new album, what's going on today. Um, you're an honest guy, right? Um, that's like your blessing, and, and it seems to be your curse, <laughs> right? Because I always hear you, Billy Corgan, he, he says it how it is. He's a very blunt dude, yeah. right? Um, is it our imagination or not? Because we always fight. Every generation thinks their music was the best. Was music just better then or... Is it just us holding on to the, the, the yeah, nostalgia? That, that was our teen years. Do we just glorify the 90s, or was it that Be as great? honest as Billy Corgan could be, or is music still as good today? You know what? It took me a second to figure this one out for myself because, like, every everybody who ages, you start thinking, oh, my generation was better than the next. Right. What you've got to realize is every generation has their music for their own reasons. And part of that is it has to be almost different than the generation before. It's like a way of, like, getting rid of your parents you know it's like there's that point where you kind of hate your parents not because you hate them but you just got to get away from them mm-hmm. and i and i realize now that every generation has its own music so i think it's really unfair to say this generation's music's better than than this generation's music um like i'm a particular fan of 60s music but there's just as much great music in the 50s now you could say well 60s music was better than the 50s yeah but the but the point is is that the 60s got to hear the 50s music and learn from it um, now with kids using technology, they don't really care about guitars and 
and riffs like we did. I mean, obviously there's still rock bands and there's always going to be rock bands, but most of the kids making music today, especially because they're influenced by hip hop and other types of music, it's more about putting beats together and feels together. And they're using technology, what we call in the box. So, so I don't, I, I don't think you're going to see rock bands in the same way you saw them before, just because even the cultural part of it has moved on. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Billy Corgan here on Cavino and Rich. Smashing Pumpkins. Before we talk about the album, I had one last question. We grew up collecting baseball cards. I know you were an old school baseball fan when you were a kid, collected cards, played ball. What was your prized possession card? Did you have like one, like Andre Dawson or uh, Ryan Sandberg? Like, what was your, uh, what was your? He had the Ernie Banks, the bro. Ernie Banks old school you're, you're, card. You're, you're, you're dating me. I, I think, I think I was, I had a had an early Pete Rose card. It might have been Pete Rose's rookie card. That was um, one you had in the special case. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing about Pete Rose, obviously, you know, it's always a contentious thing about him not being in the Hall of Fame. I saw Pete Rose play back in the day um, in person and also saw him on television many times. And he was absolutely the most ruthless competitor. He played every game like it was his last. He played every game pedal to the metal. So um, so to me, Pete Rose was baseball, if that yeah. makes any sense, even though he wasn't on my team. Do you still have um, all that stuff? Do I you was, have I, all your I, old uh, shit somewhere? No, I actually, I got really broke somewhere around age 19 and I sold all my baseball cards because I literally couldn't eat. And it was like one of those things where you look around the room and like, I got to eat something. And so the baseball cards went and I sold them to some guy completely ripped me off and he knew he was ripping uh. me off. And I even told him, I know you're ripping me off. And he kind of shrugged like, yeah, well, I know you need money. I mean, so it was one of those horrible things. Yeah. Eating's more important than, <laughs> yeah. uh, than Pete Rose, I guess. <laughs> Though Pete Rose, I always picture Pete Rose head first sliding with his hair and helmet flopping off. Like, yo, he was a competitor, Pete Rose. You had to see it in person. I mean, you can watch the highlights, obviously, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But when you saw it in person, when you saw how that guy played the second inning like it was the ninth inning of the World Series, it was something to see. Um, it, it was it was almost like sociopathic. You know, his desire to win, his will to win, really made him stand out in a way that I, I can't. I mean, the closest athlete I can think of is Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I remember my. I remember going to see Bulls games where it was like, you know, they were facing some team like, you know, twenty games underwater. And, and Michael playing defense like it was the seventh game of the NBA Finals. I mean, just destroying people just because he could or wanted to. It was you, and When you see comp- competitive athletes at that highest level, it's, it, it does stick with you. I love it. Uh, Pete Rose, Michael Jordan, Billy Corgan. We're talking about the greats here. <laughs> the competitive uh, the competitive greats. Yeah. That's right. Only, yeah. one, only one of the three of us are in the Hall of Fame. That's what. That's what all you need to know. Oh, that's yes. two, two are disgraced and one is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you about this again. This is about the new album, which is out now, Seared. There's a lot of great songs on this double album. The 11th studio album for the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, this is a, a personal question and then your thoughts about the song. You have, you're, you're Billy Corgan, the dad now, right? So... You have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Am I correct on that? Oh, yeah. So my, my first personal question is, you know, I had a, I'm in a new relationship. I got like a second chance at a new relationship. What's too old, Billy, to start having kids again in your mind? And like, how do you see that? Because I know one of your songs is a song to your kids in the future if you happen to not be around for them. So yeah. I want to know your, your thoughts on that because I wonder how much longer could I wait? I'm going to be 45. Right? How long can I wait to be a dad again? And how can well, I, waited I, and till, how... I waited until 48. Wow. Okay. Oh. So there's your cutoff. You've got three years. <laughs> three years, Kavino. 
Okay, so I got three years to do it. Yeah. All right, and three it seems years. and it seems to and work. Don't, by the way, don't 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 use me in the relationship. Talk about it, okay? Just keep my name out of it. Oh, no, I'm gonna put it on you, Billy. And Billy, how chaotic is shit? Because I got two little ones as well. Is uh, is life just uh, is 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 every day like a countdown to bedtime? Uh, my kids are pretty good about that. Um, they're just they're just naturally rebellious. That's the thing. It's like in the in the family gene. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of just marvel at the at just the desire to want to mess things up just because it's there to be messed up. So I got two of those. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) And uh, to have a song on the album about, you know, you not being there for the rest of their life, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you live a long life, there's still a lot of their life that you're not going to see. That's such like a bummer thought. I wonder, you know, for you to write a song (laughs) like that, like what was going through your mind and, uh, and what does it mean to you? Like how often do you dwell on that? Uh, I mean, not every day, but I, you know, you have to consider it. I mean, I'm 53. So my daughter's two. So, okay. If, when my daughter's 20, I'll be what, 18 years. So that's like 71, you know, and I hope to live a long life, but it's very possible. I won't be there for the most important moments of their life. My mother died at 49. So she wasn't there when, uh, when I had kids, you know, my kids will never know my mother. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's as a songwriter, I think you just try to go towards the things that are emotional to you. Um, I know, what, I, and I'm not taking it personally when you say it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer, but I think it's also a sweet idea, right? It's a, that yeah, you care absolutely. enough to even think like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I could be kind of in denial and be like, you know, like in essence, the way I show my love is by confronting those feelings that maybe I don't want to look at because I got to consider them in that. So, you know, I got to leave them some clues down the road because look, you know, and I'm being a bit silly in the conversation, but you know, I'm, I'm a somewhat contentious public personality, you know, it, there might be a, t- a time in life where somebody's going to come down the road and I'm not there and somebody's going to try to tell my kids what type of person I was, what kind of man I was, or what kind of artist I was, or what kind of whatever I was. And so I have to make sure that my kids know enough about me to know enough about our family to know enough about how we got here so they don't get caught up in some thing that's not true because ultimately that's just going to hurt them. It's not going to hurt me. I'll be gone. But I want to make sure it doesn't hurt them. Well, what are what are the biggest misconceptions that you think your kids will hear about versus what is the actual truth? Uh, you know, I had some fan writing me yesterday talking about how, how quote unquote, they heard I was mean. You know, like, and I, this is silly, right? We're just having a chat. Right. I mean, first of all, what does it mean to be mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I've met, <clears throat> think about this. I've been in how many airports over 30 years? I wish I could be in an airport now, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Post COVID, I've met in my life. I've met twenty thousand, thirty thousand people, fifty thousand. I don't know. I couldn't tell you mm-hmm. how many. How many of those encounters do you actually have the time to listen to somebody, to be kind, to listen to their story, give them a picture, an autograph, make them feel that their time with you is valuable? I mean, just mathematically, you're going to lose out even when you're trying. Right. Yeah. And so what do people default to? Oh, they were mean. Oh, they wouldn't do this. I've literally had instances in my life where I would meet somebody on the street, have a very pleasant five-minute encounter, go on the internet an hour later and see that person ripping me apart saying I was the worst person. <laughs> I was so mean. I wouldn't take a picture with their Aunt Lil. And uh, totally not even true, right? So so point is what I'm trying to say is celebrity invites kind of a – a weirdness to it where people want to speculate about how famous people are or what they think, or they make snap judgments. Like they see somebody interviewed, Oh, he's a jerk or what, you know what I mean? Or she's not nice. 
it doesn't really sort of round out the edges. And so I would hope that my kids, you know, 50 years from now, if I'm not here and they're Googling me or whatever is the thing right. at the time, that they'll know enough of their father to be able to discern what the world's telling them about. Like I'm friends with uh, Sean Lennon, for example. So Sean Lennon has John Lennon as a father, but he also hears about this mythical John Lennon that existed, the Beatle. Right. Yeah. What is more important to my friend, Sean Lennon, the, the dad that he knew or what people want to tell him, obviously the dad that he knew, but he has to navigate that. So it'd be the same thing for my children. At some point they're going to navigate. Somebody's going to try to tell them that their father was somebody that he wasn't. And by the way, like the reason I'm telling you this is because they're going to have to figure out who they are in that. Because if somebody's able to get inside their head and try to convince them that their father wasn't who they believe that he is or was, then that's going to mess up what they believe. Exactly. Yeah. No. And that's why he wrote that song, uh, which is awesome, man. And, and I by guess- the way. You're a great guy to us. Yeah, so. I don't think you're mean at all, Billy. I, I, think, I think you're a great you're the dude. Opposite of, you're the as opposite. As soon as we of me. go off the air, you're going to meet the real me. Hey, yeah, Billy. I, 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 I played Billy you. Corgan on a roller coaster, and you still kept the interview. Coming. I know, I know. <laughs> we talked about rumors that are 30 years old, and you still rolled with it. Um, you know, you mentioned Sean Lennon. Uh, I know you're good pals with one of my other uh, heroes, Lenny Kravitz. You know, when when you get together with musician friends. Is it like when Rich and I get with radio friends and we're talking about radio bullshit, or do you not get into that at all? Do you not jam out? Do you just talk about life? Like, what, what are the meaningful relationships with you, and how hard is it to be uh, friends with such a ripped stallion like Lenny Kravitz? Oh, Kravitz's? my God. He's, like, <laughs> too Lenny, handsome. Lenny just, puts, Lenny just puts everybody to shame. It's disgusting, so good. right? It's, like, it's, it's really gross. I, I give you a lot of credit. I couldn't be friends with a guy who's in his 50s still that ripped. <laughs> oh, my God. Lenny's just... He's just a freak. He's, he's like a one of a kind. Um, you know, Lenny and I used to be on the same label back in the day in, in the 90s on, on the Virgin label. Yeah. That's where we both had our success. So we'll, we'll have laughs about the old days and we talk about family, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it's um, that's why Lenny and I remain friends is because we have that relationship that's like he's that guy on stage and I'm that guy on stage. But behind the scenes, we're just a couple of nerds that figured it out, you know. That's got to be a crazy feeling. Be like, yo, I can't believe we're both. You probably have those conversations sometimes. Like, I can't believe life went so nicely for both of us, you know? Like, I don't know. If I look like Lenny, I would believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you do. You look great, uh, let me, Billy. Let me tell you, this is, this is all due respect to my, my, my brother, Lenny. I, I mean, I've been places with Lenny, you know, 2 a.m., having a drink, and literally every woman in the place is, like, hovering, <laughs> trying to get to Lenny, and he doesn't even see it. He's like he doesn't even it. see it. Just it's like normal. it doesn't exist. And I'm like, how do you not notice what's happening? That's crazy. Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> that's, some, that's some other level that, I, that I, I don't understand. But I've seen it. I saw, I saw, I saw it once with uh, uh, Charlie Sheen. George, the three men I've seen it happen with George Clooney, Charlie Sheen, and Lenny. Where I watched women literally crawl over <laughs> each other to get to the dude. And I think... I didn't get this card. <laughs> I, mean, you know what, I didn't Bill? get this karma. I've heard you say stuff like that before where like even in high school you started playing guitar, you thought that would be like the magic that got the girl and it didn't work for you. <laughs> it I <didn't> really work. <laughs> I still feel that's so hard to believe because you know, your songs meant so much to so many people. Women had to be, you know, in, in your prime even today throwing themselves at you. Maybe you're not seeing it. I find that really you know, hard you to know, believe. To 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 be, to be fair and to be honest, 
I'm a bit dumb in this regard. And when I look back in the 90s, I can remember meetings like certain famous actresses. And now they look back, I realize I was they were kind of giving me the vibe and I just too dumb to see it. Ah, so yeah. trust me, I, I kick myself here and there for missing those kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, what Story could have life. been. But hey, you're happy now, but think about it. Yeah, you could have made the move. Could have. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Look, hey. look at it this way. I've done all right. For, for a, Good. For, I'm, ha- I'm happy for to hear a goth, that. For a goth vampire from the suburbs, I've done just fine. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very lucky. I have a beautiful partner, and I got no complaints. For the kid that was in Small Wonder, uh, <laughs> some show that no one really remembers, yeah, you've, you've done all right. Not bad. Billy, we really appreciate your time, man. It was great catching up. Thank you. The new Smashing Pumpkin album. Loving it. Seer, we love it. We play it all the time here on Kavino and Rich. And uh, honestly, thanks for your time, man. Great to catch up. And uh, hopefully, this coronavirus shit ends soon. We'll see you in person. Yeah, hope to see you guys soon. Take Thank care. you, man. Take care, Billy. Great. Billy Corgan on the Cavino and Rich Show. Smashing pumpkins. I mean, I love it. What a, what a great guy, huh? Yeah. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Rich's spot came by to help me put my rug underneath my 8,000-pound sleep number bed. Oh, my bed. Jesus Christ. Right. Now, now, just to make is it very the, clear. Why, why is that not in the ads? To make it very clear. <laughs> you want a stable bed that doesn't move? By the way, to make it very clear, I had not slept on my sleep number bed in weeks because I was out of town. I didn't realize how comfortable my sleep number bed really yeah, is. Yeah, you take it for granted. You did take it for granted, yeah, but yeah. Kavino, the sleep number bed, the one you have and I have, the fancy 360 smart bed. It's 8,000 yeah. pounds. It's fucking heavy. Yeah. Honestly. It, Three, it's, the 360 stand for tons? Because that's how heavy no, it is. No, it's 360 pounds, spot. The 360 pound smart bed. So we have to, this sounds crazy because Kavino has a bed frame around the sleep yeah, number that, bed. Yeah, that I don't understand. Because it's two different structures. Why? What, what doesn't make sense? It looks nice. What do you want? The industrial look of the sleep number bed? There's yeah, no frame very, to it. It's very clean. There's no frame to no, it. There's it's nothing. It's clean. You can get one of those little, little like doily things that goes around the outside like of the bed. A bed skirt? Yeah, I had a bed skirt on my last one. A bed skirt, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, little, I have, you I'm want a, your bed wearing a skirt? I have a, little, a bedroom set. A little doily thing. So the frame goes around the, the bed. It's not that crazy. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Please, I have to interrupt you for one second. My, 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 AD, my ADD is blazing, so please let me get this out. A little doily skirt. I'm allowed to, you know you're allowed to make fun of your good friends, right? Uh-huh. It's not one of you two. Oh, damn. One of my buddies posted on social media like, hey, what do you think of this? And it was like something he was decorating his house with. And I thought it was only an old lady thing. And I didn't even have the heart to chime in. You know, the along the top of those windows, like your pa- like your parents or grandparents had those like really short curtains. Yeah, little ruffles. What are those? They're, they're called something, like the short little ruffle curtains on the top of a curtain that like your grandma had. Yeah, He's like, "What, what do you mean. guys think of these?" I'm like, "You would rock those." And I'm sure my mom has those. I told you her bedroom looks like Ben Franklin's bedroom, so I'm sure she has those. The small ruffle. Oh, what is it called? It's they're called Hattie Deuce. They're called Hattie Deuce. It's the equivalent Ruffle. of oh, having, it's the equivalent of having a bed screen. A, a wind, a valance. Valance. What do you think of these va- valance? A cherry valance. A valance is a short curtain that comes in many shapes and styles. Cool. Sweet yeah, valance, bro. Yeah, great valance. Anyway, so Cavino's bed does valance. not have a skirt or a valance. Richie around valance. It. So he has a bed frame, and then the three hundred and sixty pound, three sixty smart bed in the middle of it. And you would think, why does it take multiple grown men to do this? Because while Jordan is in shape and strong, a woman no that's way. 120 pounds tops in no way on earth could lift up this bed. It's a heavy bed. And I had a, a rug. She has great back muscles. Before we. Is that what you call them? Before we. Well, you know. She needs them. She needs them. <laughs> before we put the bed down. Great lats. But I didn't like that rug. I had it ordered. It came. It sucked. 
So the bed went down, and unfortunately, I did it backwards. I needed the help of these two buffoons. Oh and honestly, it's like a, a little a little puzzle to figure out in your, in your brain later on. Like, how would you go about this? Imagine like, the three of us. Would you unroll the rug and slide it through the side? Would you... Would you slide it through the slide and slowly unroll? Like Would you unroll it first and throw it through the front? front? Like, I know. How do you do in, this? In Cavino's mind, it's, he pictured us lifting that thing like it was a feather. And then him rolling it out. And him just rolling it underneath and yeah. us just laying it no, back down. No, and then we realized what we had to do was undo the whole six by eight yeah. rug or whatever, six foot by eight foot rug. And like literally pick up the bed for five seconds and have like, one of us like slowly scoot, scoot, scoot it under. Because that thing. Is fucking heavy. heavy. And, and you couldn't get the proper leverage on the bed because you had to lift the frame and then lift the bed. So you're holding the frame on like your wrists, then and you're the holding with the your bed hands. with your hands, and it's like it, and it's very uncomfortable. I guess it's just the, one of those scenarios you, you tried to figure out what is the most efficient way to get this done? What's the easiest way to do this from the side, from the front? Do you unroll the rug first? You know, how do we do it? And how long do you think it took? Probably about 10 minutes? Yeah, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah, well, it was a, it was once a fun... We, once we figured out how we were going to do yeah, it... Then it was quick. It, it was, was a quick. fun It was a fun puzzle where I do wonder... I had two thoughts when we were doing it. A, it seemed like something that wouldn't or shouldn't take three grown men, but you couldn't do it with less because you needed to lift well, but a huge bed and then have, have someone to, shimmy the carpet. But you you also have to, bring have to in shimmy Jordan. the carpet into the right position because it's going to be stable there. And the sleep number bed, by the way? Because by the way, you got to stop farting, bro. I am not it's farting. It's got to be because I'm over here. <laughs> it's got cap smelling fart. Are you? Is it leaking? Is, maybe there's a leak in the apartment. Open the door. Maybe there's a leak in your ass. Maybe the gas line's on. I don't know. It's, I am not yeah, the farting. Ga- the gas I'm line st- is on. I'm standing here, so there's no way I maybe can get Maybe it's there. my clothes. Well, I don't listen, know. I'm not bringing well, this up to bore you guys. I'm not bringing this up to... I did have coffee. It could be my breath. I'm not bringing this up to... Uh, I have anus breath. ...provide you just with this puzzle to figure out. Yeah. Because it is the sort of... Man, well, what's the best way to do this? I, I bring this up to give you an update because you'll never believe this. Wait. I don't know if you sensed at all that Jordan and I got aggravated at one point. I, but I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I'll bring it up here on the radio. I, I wanted to bring up one other point it, okay. it's for the people that are probably rolling their eyes and making fun. Because I have an update. It did take three grown men, no matter how smart you guys were, because the sleep number bed has not only four corners, there's two middle posts. There's three down the middle, too, so... It's a heavy bed that doesn't just have four legs. Exactly. So yeah. we had to do this, and I was thinking, hey, I wonder like how much quicker a professional would have done this than us, like a professional mover or someone that does this type of stuff a lot. Like, because I feel like we figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was pretty useless because my back's all fucked up. But either way, I thank you guys first and first mostly. No, it was fun. Thank you for your help there because I had a, a, a rug sitting on the side of my bed for two weeks. And finally got it in. I'm happy about that. By the way, Didn't thank know what God to do. you're here because he wanted me to go over and do it. By yourself? Like with just him. Oh, well, shit. I was okay. going to do more of the lifting with Spot and have Jordan sort of pull. Regardless, she helped. It took four people to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but during this, I got a text message from the HOA. Would oh, you believe no. that? Would you believe this? I didn't want to bring it up yesterday because. the worst thing. I didn't want it to ruin the vibe. We were sort of. On a little mission together, getting it done. And like we said, the whole thing took about 20 minutes, but the actual process took about maybe 10. Yeah. Once we figured it out. Hey, Steve. Not sure you're doing some sort of construction or putting things together, but apparently there's a pounding noise that's disturbing some of your neighbors. Just so you know, construction time is from 8 to 5 p.m. Thanks. 
And I'm like, for 10 minutes of a little bit of moving around, Jeez. for 10 minutes of Rich's heavy feet, Rich has some heavy feet. jerk off. It wasn't even the bed. It's Rich's heavy feet. You can't yeah. have heavy feet some on, on jerk uh, off. What do you, what, you have like big ass like marble floors. Marble tiles. Like We can't even hear that but below. Do you understand the nature of some people? And here's how I view it. You never know where you you're know, moving in, bud. No, but Sorry. Here's how I view it. I view it like this. You know when there's like someone new in the company and the boss does something just to shake things up or show people where they stand just to make a point? Or maybe the new boss is there and he fires somebody just to make a point. I feel like because I'm the new guy in this building, the people down below want to ensure their silence and make sure that I know where I stand. Like, hey, we've been here. And these are the rules. Because why in the world would someone feel the need to complain over 10 minutes of clearly somebody's doing something? At 6, at 6 p.m. It was, it was 6, 6 p.m. Yeah. It wasn't like it was late at night. I wasn't doing construction. I did some pounding later on. Oh, Actually, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah pounded yeah, some yeah. fucking right. leftovers. That's about it. Yeah, you did. But, hey, don't call her that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for someone to sit there and want to complain so quickly, isn't that just someone trying to like set the precedence? That's what. That's how I feel about it. Agreed. So I mean, I, I, now I, I was so aggravated. I'm aggravated. That I, I, let, I let Jordan handle that, and she sent them a semi nasty gram about like, listen, if this is the game that people want to play, well, here are my complaints, and she did it in a nice tactful way with the help of Spot's wife. But it's like, give me a fucking break, dude. It's 6 p.m. and I was moving a carpet under my bed. There's no construction, so tell whoever uh, Mrs. Grundy below to relax a little bit. Because that is some bullshit. When you're, playing good, when you're paying good money to live somewhere, it's like, yo, I'm sorry you live beneath me. Suck my bow sack. Like beneath you, like underneath you, or like sack. beneath you, like they're less than you? No, both. How about that? Because you are beneath me. If you're petty enough to complain about some nonsense in that way, give me a break. You ever think this is why you got the place for such a steal? Um, Miserable neighbors and... But it doesn't matter. Hey, fucking deal with it. I don't care. Get, move somewhere else. That's what you get, and it goes both ways. I get it. When you live with other people, you're going to hear people above you. I hear people all the time. Guess what I don't do, Rich? Complain about it because I'm not a little bitch. I mean, sometimes I am, but not when it comes to this. So Spot and Rich came to help me yesterday. The whole process took 20 minutes. The actual moving around was 10 minutes. And we weren't lifting and dropping you, the bed let me tell you for something. 10 minutes straight. Let me tell you this something. This was 10 minutes of you know just lifting a bed. Sliding the rug under, and someone, yeah. apparently more than one person, but probably someone, felt the need to complain. And by the way, like I said, it went right back to them, because if that's the game they want to play, you give it right back. I got to tell you. Tell me. When Cavino tells these stories, I will always assume... He's being more of a pain in the ass you and, doesn't, do. and doesn't realize it, Spot. I hope you do that for the sake of speculation and conversation. But you know it's not even in my nature to be disruptive. No, no, no. But, I think, no, but I'm saying you operate sometimes with your head up your ass. So I think that sometimes maybe you don't realize you're disturbing someone or doing something. So a lot of times I'm like, But I'm, eh, I'm glad now you were there for the proof. I was there for... And it was 6 p.m. Your, your girlfriend? And yeah. I brought, we brought Emmy along. Yeah. So oh, she's adorable. Your, your wife... Spot and Kavino's girlfriend and my daughter, me, you, and Kavino, we're hanging out there. To wrap this up, no joke, everybody. 
it was 15 minutes, probably, if you really tell me, 15-ish minutes. Yeah, I, where I, we got we, to your place at 5.30 because I, I looked at my phone call log. We called you at 5.30. So by 6, I guarantee you, by 6, we were doing that. And mm-hmm. like by 6.15, we were done. Yeah, because I Sarah hit me up saying, when are you guys coming home so we can make dinner? So yeah, we weren't there long. So for maybe 15 minutes, Spot and I lifted up the bed, maybe a total of six to eight times yeah. and not even like dropped it heavy like lifted dropped lifted dropped so this yeah, we didn't like there is slam a, it on the floor yo, i almost want to i almost want to go to the apartment below you and be like hey are you joking me hey i don't even live here but you're a pain in the ass yeah, like, are you, you kidding are you, are i was you, upstairs yesterday are you kidding oh yeah that Wait. is i even said that i said i'm, I'm pretty surprised i'd also Scott. like to gauge the noise that they're hearing like i would say rich Go upstairs Doesn't and do a little matter. Do, uh, dance in your clogs. Spot, I hear noise, And I'm going to see if there's a clogging problem. It's someone's nature, or they're trying to throw their weight around and set the precedence for the new guy. Because I hear noise, too. I'm not a little baby bitch that goes and complains about it, but now I will. It goes back to the famous Ted Alexandro joke, and I bring it up often. He says, in prison, he never understood why if you're going to get raped in prison, mm-hmm. why not just try to rape him back? So if someone tries to go after you, you if, just turn around and try to get to them. If, you, if they're trying to stick it in your butt, no, 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 no. I'm going to try to stick it in yours. So you're just going around in a circle, essentially. If you're going to play this baby game with me and try to fuck with me and try to complain every time I have a, a heavy foot friend like Rich over to help me move something, at 6 in the evening, then guess what? I'm going to complain every time I see you doing some shit because you're not perfect. I'm hearing shit all the time. If that's the baby game you want to play, I'll fuck you right back in the ass, too. And this is the stuff I'm dealing with. And, look, it bothered me for that moment. Am I okay with it now? I resolved it with the guy. I'm like, hey, man, be reasonable. He's like, I told him it's 6 o'clock. But there are construction times. I'm like, there was no construction going on. I'm like so at construction. Construction. Can you believe that? So if you sensed a little bit of like a huff and a puff from me and Jordan, it's because I sent her the screenshot of the text that I got from that dude. And it's not him. The, I'm pretty cool with the HOA guy now, but it's the people there. So that's the update in my place. I do love it. It's a beautiful place. But, mm-hmm. hey, that's what you get when you live around other people. I live in a condo. There's HOA. You pay a fee, and Ooh. you pay a lot of money, and I pay a lot of money to not hear complaints yeah, but you pay, from some fucking uh, miserable person beneath me. Your you're, HOA is. A, I feel like you're paying to be around assholes. Yeah, so far. Yeah, you're dealing with like busybody assholes. That's the problem. I just couldn't believe it. The HOA HOAs are one thing. Usually, it's the head of the HOA that's a pain in the ass. You're just dealing with them because people are reporting to them. Right. It's the people on the other side, the, your fellow tenants <laughs> that are causing the issue. Can I tell you right now, I'm aggravated. I'm aggravated for you because I. Yeah, I want you. When Kavino tells a story, I want you to see the text just so you. Uh, just, just like it? a lot of people, I'm like, yeah, Kavino fucking causes yeah, most of his. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Read it word for word. Ninety percent of the time, spot. I feel like Kavino creates a lot of his own problems, so that's why I'm like, eh, it's his fault probably. Read but it. I was there. It's I. So- Oh, I gave, I gave him the thumbs up too. Hi, Steven. 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 Not sure if you're doing some sort of construction or putting things together, but apparently there is a pounding noise that is disturbing your neighbors. Construction time is from 8 to 5 p.m. Thanks. You want to read what you said? Sure. Oh, it's just sliding, was just sliding a rug under the bed. I'm done. Been done. Thanks for heads up. Thumbs and he up. gave you a thumbs up. Can't believe that got a comment, though. Jeez. He said, jeez. 
Sorry, have a good one. Yeah, I can't believe that got a complaint. That got Jeez. a complaint? <sighs> Jeez. How about you, you pull that stick out of your ass, Mrs. Grundy, whoever fucking complained about me? Is it, so, no, is it, no, what I would do if I is were Is it you? the single mom again? So Jordan went jubbo for tat and, and responded. I oh. say jubbo for tat instead, for of, tat. instead of tit for tat. Instead she goes yeah. jubbo for tat. She went jubbo for tat and then jubbo. went back with What was the, her with, complaints? I want to know. Oh, I'll, I'll, it was a good one. Should I get the actual? Complaint? Yeah, get. It. I want. Yeah. yeah, I want. Yeah, please. Why? Why not? Why would you not? If you're gonna play tit for tat games, I'm sorry, jubbo for tat games. I want to see what she wrote because spot. I'm actually aggravated for you. I think you should put your house on the market, not to necessarily sell, but go fishing, and maybe you get a, an offer where you're like, "Fuck it, I made a profit quick, and I'm out of here." No, I'm very. I like the place a lot. He already moved in. I just, yeah, I'm still moving in. I don't if, even if have my he, couch. If up he yet. puts his house on the market, and it's still a hot market, right? If he puts his condo on the market, where's he gonna move? Anywhere, anywhere that doesn't have bad neighbors, got a good deal on that place. Or nice. I knock on their door and say, "Hey, why don't you relax?" It's opulent. Mrs. Grundy, where's he gonna find a, another place of opulence? No, it's just everyone's a little bitch. That's what it is. But that's what we happens. live in a world of little bitches who want to cancel everything. It's the cancel culture. It's I'm offended. It's that. And it's like, unless you fight it back, which I'm going to start doing, it's going to continue to happen. If someone's trying to set the precedence and throw their weight around, like, hey, don't think you're going to come moving into this building and causing a ruckus, go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about it. So that's the update. And I'm glad that you finally have a witness, rich and spot, to know that it's not me. Someone, some, someday someone's going to need to sit me down. And explain an HOA to me. Because like you buy a place, right? But are you getting more of a deal on the place because it's part of an HOA? No, but it comes with... They, they sort of also not only set the ground rules and keep things in check, but they, they provide a maintenance that you don't have to deal with. What maintenance? Like what? The bushes outside? Lots of things, yeah. The pool? Building maintenance, the pool. There's a pool guy. $100 stuff. a month. Common grounds, all that Common stuff. grounds? Fuck it. You need a landscaper and a pool guy. I, 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 I and you know how much HOA fees are? Over 500 a month. You know what I would say? I'll contribute towards maintenance of the you other shit. That. You can't do that. Spot. But you can't fucking tell me what to do uh, with my own Camino, place. since they want to play nitpick, nitpicky games at you, nitpick back. I One am. day, no, oh, get this. That's, That's what, what I uh, said. You want to stick it in my butt? No, no. How no. about I stick it in yours? How about this? Wow. This is a great idea from New Mexico Mike. I'm going to butt sticking. I'm going to paraphrase what he's saying here a little bit. But he's insinuating, and I love this idea. Butt Between the hours of 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., you should just hire a bunch of people to constantly run power tools in your place. <laughs> Play some loud sound effects. Through my Sono surround sound system. Oh, that's even better. You know, yeah. me, 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 just, me, 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 just have me, Spot, me, have me, Spot, me. have Spot do a yeah. mix. Be, be like Spot. I'll, uh, I'll throw you some cash. Like, give me an eight hour lawnmower upstairs. Give me a set, Give me an eight hour loop of high high power construction tools. I think I hear a buzz off. <laughs> and just play it. I'll just play some sound effects. <laughs> I didn't want that aggravating sort of construction site sound effects for eight hours. I didn't want that aggravating nasty gram or that complaint to <laughs> take away from the nice <laughs> little like helping gesture you, you guys provided yesterday. Hang on. Wait, hold this Oh, there's a guy with a uh, band saw. This for eight hours. <laughs> I want to hire ship games to run through a few walls. Can you just have, honestly Sonos for eight hours? Well, anyway, you know what? Um, I don't know if Jordan's busy or not. Wait, did you say Chip Gaines?
here's uh, you know what? Rich? I'm sorry. What? What? Here's what Jordan said. So I look. Jordan was like, "Here's what you need to respond." Like she was so mad because I sent her the screenshot. Like, you believe somebody complained about this? I can't. believe My buddies it. came over to help me out. We just had this nice moment. And, you know, like they helped me out. It, it worked. It didn't take as long as we thought it would take. And I sent her this screenshot. She was like fuming. She's like, you better see this. I hurt my I'm back like, for doing that. I'm not going to fucking get into this. I'm not going to play this baby game. I'm good. I, I told him I can't believe this got a, a, a remark. If I take it one step further and, you know, maybe they'll report this and I have to pay another fine. I've already been fined, guys. If you're new to the show, hey, we welcome you to Cavino and Rich, sports, entertainment, and life. I was fined $500 on the night I moved in. For multiple reasons that I'm accountable for, but it was a little like, a little absurd. much because yeah, they also they, called the police on me. Doing up there, they called the police because I was such a disturbance. What? What? <laughs> so I told Jordan I'm not playing this game. She goes, "Give me his number." Hold on, I said, I'm just sawing it. some wood. So Jordan says, "Spot, nail that into the wall." Hey, Mister HOA guy. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the HOA guy, he seems to be a cool guy, so filing something down real quick. My aggravation, believe it or not, isn't really towards him. He, uh, he's just passing along the info as a warning, I guess. Okay. So Jordan responds, uh, hey, HOA guy. Hey. This is Jordan. Steve's fiance gives it more clout. Oh. And gives hope to her dreams. Oh, fiance. <laughs> and mine. It's a two-way street. I know. Um, by the way, people that are just joining us, Cavino, more homo, uh, more HOA drama where the president of the HOA complained for the 15 minutes we helped Cavino slide a rug under his bed frame. He didn't want to bring this up because he didn't want to annoy you, but I heard we got a construction complaint, in quotes. We were just putting a rug under our bed, and it was less than a 10-minute process and maybe four bumps to the ground. If it was the people below us, could you please let them know that we are able to hear them vacuuming their floors at 1 a.m. this past Saturday? Also, they're very active almost every night, midnight to 2 a.m. You know what that when means? we are trying to sleep. You know what that means? Very active. Yeah, very in caps. Very, you know, she goes, I can hear yeah. doors yeah. slamming. Furniture moving and even intercourse. <laughs> she threw out intercourse, which is awkward for Steve's eleven-year-old daughter. In parentheses. Oh, intercourse! <laughs> we wouldn't report this stuff because you know life happens. But I imagine this may be the oh, person sorry. who complained about us. So I just wanted you to know that they've been less than perfect themselves. I know this is the last thing you want to deal with. But I did just want to let you know that we are also hearing many noises from the surrounding units. We just don't have it in our nature to complain about the little things. Intercourse. A, <laughs> intercourse. And she's, she's right. Did she throw out a, an intercourse? Yeah, but that's the thing. Intercourse. <laughs> that's the thing. If you want to play this game, I guess uh. the only way to end it is to throw it back. And that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah, you want to cancel me? How about I cancel you? Intercourse. So I didn't want did to take back? that route, but I'm. Did he of, write back? Yeah, and, and he sort of like was like being a peacemaker. Like, yeah, I, I let them know like it's only six o'clock, but construction's from eight to five. Well, ma'am, there is no construction. Relax, you know. So apparently, he put the fire out, and he was just doing his due diligence. Intercourse, but, um, intercourse. Yeah, hey, work. man, you think we don't hear noises? Of course we do. 
But I'm not an asshole. I hear noise all that, the time. All right, that much of an asshole. All the time. I hear noise all the time. Not from usually from above. You know why, Spot? Because you have the the understanding that you're gonna hear noises when you live yeah, with other people. When I live in when you live in an apartment building, it's part of the apartment building culture. Also, could we keep in mind also we all are from the East Coast where apartment living was part of our twenties. Yeah. Where if you grew up after college, we all lived in apartments or, or condos or townhouses where you, that's that was that's East Coast living for 90% of people out of college. You'd live in an apartment complex or a building in New York City or something like that on the East Coast. So, so you, not, not everyone has their own home with the closest house uh, 200 yards away. That's, like, I'm on the, there's a guy, and you've seen it, and I've said this before on the air. There's a guy. That, I leave my balcony door open. The guy upstairs comes out on his balcony at least five times a day. And he spits. And he spit, he's hocking up along. So you're... <laughs> And he's spitting over the balcony. And he can see the spit. And I see the spit. And Spot and Kristen also deal with a, a, a drunk neighbor, and he hears them fighting all the time. Yeah, that's, right. they're down there. And, right. And I'm so close to the complaining. The band's not going to make it. The band's going to make it. That guy? The band's going to make it. That's a guy. Hey, look. And I, I hate an to be petty. <laughs> it's not funny. Like Richard and <laughs> Tom, and it's just not in my nature to complain and be that type of person. Yet, but... If you want to go, like I said, I didn't want to go tit for tat, but I'll go jubbo for tat Jumbo and let her tat, deal with this yeah. right now. And it sort of put the fire out a little bit because, you know, now that the HOA guy's the middleman, it's like, all right, well, guess what? If you're going to be the middleman and come at us, I'm going to come at you. How about you be the middleman? Go back at them because now we got to complain. Intercourse. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> your girlfriend told your HOA president. Intercourse. That she was hearing loud intercourse. Yeah, she's offended. How's he going to hear? How's he going to handle that? I, I was more offended because, like, it was longer than than uh, what yeah. I'm used to. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's go to the phones. We'll move on. That's the up, life uh, segment of the day: yeah. sports, entertainment, and life. And I do want to thank you guys for your help yesterday. You should take up clogging. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, let's go to the phones and say hello. Eight six six nine six nine nineteen sixty nine is the Cavino and Rich show. Let's talk to Frank real quick. What are Frank you gonna do if you have a kid one day and they have a little bouncer or something? You gonna know, go, right? don't bounce? Hey kid, don't run. Hey hey kid, don't don't fall when you're crawling. Like what are you gonna do? I'll tell you what. Melody's learning how to moonwalk, so that's good. Yeah, because oh, otherwise, yeah, socket. she's just sliding around. I was like, Melody, you better learn some other moves because those yeah. are not gonna fly with the lady downstairs. <laughs> Frank, what's up? It's it's all. Bullshit. What's up, guys? Hope you had a good hey, Thanksgiving. Great to catch up with you. It's been a long time, but congratulations on both of the, the new changes. But this apartment thing, I had an apartment with three of my boys, Dominic, Gerard, and others, and I was on the lease, the only one. I was working for a big company at the time, so it was all in my name. And the lady that was on the, the board of uh, the building was like 70 years old. She used to, I guess, be a cougar back in the day, but <laughs> I had to take one for the team. Because every week we were getting complaints, and uh, I had to give her the business. And I was 22 at the time, but I gave her the business. From that point on, we were able to do whatever the frig we wanted to. I was on the roof cutting, uh, cutting uh, tiles as we were redoing the kitchen. So, and there were sparks everywhere, and it was a wooden deck. So I was good right after I laid the pipe on it. It was not fun. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do for the team. From that point on, we had a great two-year experience. 
Good. But he said laying pipes. Was he actually? Was he literally laying pipe? Because he was doing construction as well, so I wasn't. Laying pipe is the new uh, show on HGTV. It's uh, where frat guys turn crap houses into frat houses. I saw. I yeah. saw that. It's you called said, laying pipe. That's funny on HGTV. It's hey, actually, uh, it's um, really good. Yeah, laying pipe. Co-ops are different. Co-ops are different though, because you're not officially owning. Mm-hmm. You're, it's like almost like a timeshare, like a permanent timeshare. Do you think uh, if you give you the old share of the, the business, <laughs> do, you, do you think if uh, Jordan would allow you to uh, satisfy she, old lady, old she's Mother Hubbard? Single, she's a single mom. Isn't it the single mom that lives right downstairs? I don't know who's complaining. I can only assume. I One thought that was only assume. I don't know who's complaining. Yeah, because it was me. the person who came and complained the day you were moving because they were right below you and they you, they heard you. Yeah. So below, I think it's yeah, that below person. Below me. How about that? That's what you should say. <laughs> laying pipe. How about when I'm laying pipe? Are they going to complain? How come I'm not getting any lane pipe complaints? Yeah, well. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's the update, and I'll wrap it up with Black Adam. Sadly, that's oh, not a double on the, dose. Sadly, that's not on the list of complaints for you. Black Adam, <laughs> Mississippi, welcome back, man. You got something to say about this? Hey, I do, and uh, thanks for the condolences about my grandmother. She was 94 years old. But uh, the amazing. last guy who just called, he sounded like he should have been on the fucking Sopranos. I just wanted him to say, forget about it. Forget about uh, it. <laughs> Cavino, uh, they they pulling that damn uh, what you call it, the the cookie scam on you. Hey, you want to buy no the candy bar scam? You want to buy a candy bar? Your HOA and your neighbor below is in a scam. So every time they complain, you pay five hundred and they spit the money. So you need to check that out. That's, that's all funny, I'm saying. Right? Ooh, let's oh, let's get the new guy. That's, you, that's interesting. You never know. That's why I didn't want to again push the agenda further because it's like, no, I wasn't doing construction. All right, thanks for the heads up because I didn't want it to turn into some sort of formal complaint where now I'm having to deal with another fine. You know, so that is the update. It's unfortunate. I don't want it to take away from the joyous sort of moments (laughs) I'm having of living in a new place. It's a nice place. I'm very happy and proud about it. Uh, You know, I put up the Christmas decorations last night, played some holiday music, you know, it's a good feeling in the air, but that sort of aggravated me. You know what? Here's the downside. Here's the sad part about it, and here's why they win, unfortunately. Because you want to be the bigger person, but Jordan's like, let's put up some Christmas decorations. And I said, all right, put on Holly to get in the mood. Put on Sirius XM Holly. And then still there was a part of me, Rich, that didn't feel the Christmas spirit because I was aggravated. I'm like, what am I aggravated about? Oh, yeah, that petty bitch downstairs who complained about me. You know, so I really couldn't enjoy that moment of putting up some decorations. So, you know, luckily I didn't do it all. I'll, I'll do the rest of the decorating with Melody later today probably. But um, it, it ruins your mood. It ruins your vibe. And that sort of sucks. Melody can't even dance. She's never going to dance again? On her bedroom floor. <laughs> She's never going to dance. She can only slide around. Feet. She can only, we'll have, we'll have she can only slide around on her socks because someone might complain about it. So um, there will be no laying and pipe. There'll be no dancing. There will be no dancing. Oh. All right, so that's the update. We're never going to have a dance party at Kavino's. No. no. Uh, let's see. So, Kavino, uh, I have neighbor, neighbors from hell, too. By the way, a lot of people saying this falls into two categories. Only Kavino and what a freaking nightmare. Only Kavino. Yeah, like how can I have fun hanging up Christmas decorations when that just happened? What if someone was like, yeah, there's loud holiday music coming from uh, apartment 90- 902? <laughs> like, I mean. 
Yeah, and that happened. And who wants to walk Someone's around on eggshells in their own home that way? Someone's right? being too cheerful in their own house. Right. Man. Man. It is a man. 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 Laura hit us up. Oh, get this. Laura hit us up oh. from North Carolina saying, oh, This is a story. I have a neighbor from hell, too. I own a house, and the, f- and the four houses in the cul-de-sac hate us. Supposedly, because our dog barks. Well, that is sort of annoying. That is yeah, very annoying. Mean, Laura, yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, Laura, fucking put a yeah, sock in a dog yeah. that barks. Every time I walk by the door, like two doors down, the dog barks. I Laura, I... Rat. Three doors down is like kryptonite. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. crazy. I uh, can't believe... Yeah, people with dogs that bark loud, they don't... It's like, uh, you know people that have cats that smell up the place, but they don't realize it? I do. People like, that have dogs that bark a lot don't realize they bark a lot. Yeah, it's very annoying. So, but yeah. continue with the story. But she said their neighbor actually came into the yard and kicked the dog. Oh fuck, Jesus, that's that's terrible. How far? But they don't want to move. <laughs> whoa, whoa, like in a anchorman, like. <laughs> Baxter, Baxter, oh, over a bridge, kick the over. kick the dog over a bridge, Baxter. Um, but we don't want to move because we love our house. That's Laura in North Carolina. Yeah, my dog snores a lot at night, but. My dog doesn't bark. Like little certain breeds of dogs just are more yappy than others, I guess. But yeah, dogs that bark a lot, that is annoying. How heavy was your carpet, Camino? Jesus. Yeah, we no, lifted no, no, him. No. How heavy was the carpet that you needed help? What the fuck? Is he serious? Uh, he's the not bed, understanding. The bed, Bozo. Oh no. Yeah. Weighs like eight hundred pounds. I'm not even lying. So it required a bunch of people to lift the bed while two other people slid the rug underneath. And like I said, just to explain, I did buy a rug so that we could do that first, but I didn't end up liking the yeah. rug. It didn't look right. So then the bed went down, and I got the rug second. HOA preserves the property value. That's why it's important. Yeah. That's from 404. Yeah, a lot of people are like, whoa, HOA stink. But I guess if there was no HOA, Kavino, who would, quote, maintain the hallways and the bushes and the pool like you would think maybe all the people could contribute yeah, but that's called an hoa so i assume it's <laughs> you know? the equivalent in a, in a building yeah. with all condos it's the equivalent of like the building management yep so that happened unfortunately yesterday and like i said the fire was put out we talked recently rich on when are the times you let your woman handle it remember that discussion yeah last night was one of those rare times for me because I didn't want to be that guy. It's against my nature. I don't want to be that little bitch. But Jordan had enough, so she stepped in and made her point. Dude, Jordan is on a whole other level with the intercourse comment. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's not like she's making stuff up. It's the truth. So like, you're going to complain that you know my buddy helped me move a rug? Well, how about this fucking this nonsense? When, in fact, I do have a little one that lives with me. You know, like... Is that appropriate for my kid to hear? And I'm not complaining. I don't are think they, my, are they really loud? I don't think my daughter has ever been aware of this. Uh, you know, at least I hope not. But still, it's a concerning scenario. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Ron Ron hit me up. Ron Ron. Started telling me a story. And I don't want to, like, judge, but I did afterward. I, I just listened. Then I thought about it. And it's not the first time I heard this sort of story. Telling me that he was with this chick for a while. And uh, it, it was a short while. 
Now, Ron was in a long-term relationship before, right? He's been in several long-term relationships. And he went through them just like anyone else. It's never easy. But started dating this new girl. And... She have chubs? Yeah. Yeah, he said she was beautiful. Chubs. Said she was great. You know, she was bringing out the best in him and everything. He started opening up. I'm like, jeez. And uh, what'd you tell him about? Would you offer it back in return? Nothing, man. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just listening. I just, uh, by each away. Yeah, I'm just listening. You know, how's your girlfriend doing? Yeah, she's good, bro. But he's in the middle of a story. I didn't want to like hijack it. You know, like when I'm trying to tell a story and Rich jumps in with Elliot Page. I didn't want to like do that to him. So he's in the headlines. I know, but like I didn't want to just jump in with my shit out of nowhere like Rich does to me. I didn't want you to Google Ellen Page later and get confused. So. I was leaving my shit out of it, confused. which is rare for me because I always like to talk about myself. I'll admit that. I'm a self-centered son of a bitch. But I let Ron talk because I could tell for him to reach out to me, he was going through some shit. And I'm like, so that's cool. He's like, yeah, but dude, out of nowhere. He said he took her on this really like ridiculous date. Like mm-hmm. he set up this, like, this date where they went ghost hunting and shit. Ghost hunting? Yeah. Like, I was like, are you serious, dude? Or- like, orbs? All orbs? your friends looking yeah. for orbs? He's yeah, like, no, the- no, no, because she was like into that sort of stuff. Orbs. So I set up this real like cool specialty date Okay, where, you know, he had it all like planned <laughs> out and I don't know. He, he called some service or something. There's some something. correlation between Guidos and, and ghosts. I'm convinced. Yeah. You, you, didn't you pitch a new show? Uh, what? Uh, like Guidos Guido- and Oh, Ghosts and Shit? Ghost and shit. Ghost and shit. Yo, bottle service. Yo, we're out here and we're looking for we're, ghost and we're shit. We're looking for ghost I, and look, shit. It sounded weird to me too, right? But this guy was pulling all the stops. He was trying to show this girl that he really cared about her and everything. Yeah. And he's like, so we did this really cool date and then we went out to dinner. We had a great time. He thought he was everything was great and her vibing. And, and he's thinking she's feeling the same way that you know he felt about her. And out of nowhere, dude, like on the most special night of nights that they've had so far because he set up this whole date and everything. And had this dinner. She told him right then and there that like she just doesn't vibe the same way, and like fucking left just then and there. Oh like, out of the- wow! But hold on. So I'm like, well, how, dude? I mean, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm like, but how long were you with her? He's like, I don't know, like a month and a half, two months. I was like, are you serious, dude? dude that's I felt like that's the guy fresh was- new love. Hold though. on, that's I thought fresh guy, new love. I thought my buddy Ron was gonna cry. Right? I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. You just got out of like all these long-term relationships. You were with this person for a long-ass time. And he's like, yeah, but I was blindsided. I was like, so what? You've been with this person a month and a half. Tops. So my question to you, because this is what he said, too. There's no time limit on love. And I'm like, what? Is there a time limit on love? Because Ron's not the only guy that have said this. Like, all right, for example, I remember um, one of my family members. I don't want to call him out. He's probably listening right now. But one of my family members dwells on relationships that really were were here today, gone tomorrow, like that. Grand opening, grand closing. Oh, more than his long term. Like, how's that girl Samantha doing? Yeah, but yeah. like like one of my family members, well, right? Samantha. He's been engaged. He's been in long term relationships. Yeah. Harps on the ones that lasted like a month or two because of the what if. Or where it was possibly going. Uh, and the feeling of, like, you know when you're on that euphoric high and then it's the rug's pulled from under your feet? Oh, yeah. So, honestly, here's where I'm at. Like, is there a time limit on it? Because as a friend and as a guy who was listening and, and like, 
here, my friend, on the precipice of tears. I'm like, I had no uh, sympathy. I really didn't have much sympathy for it because I'm like, yo, dude, you've been in all these long-term relationships. I, I've been through a divorce, uh, you know, when I was with someone with all, for all these years. Well, let me ask you. A family. Let me ask like, you. I think I'm going to care about, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, so I didn't say these things, mm-hmm. but you think I'm going to care or really sympathize with someone who's with you. You were with that person for a month and a half. I take shits that are longer than that sometimes. Like, I don't really care about that. Especially with that new... Uh, that Toto toilet. Toto yeah. toilet. Toto right. So wait. So yeah. there's, there's, He's like, there's no time limit on love. Bro. There's two questions at play here. <laughs> there's no time limit. There's, there's two questions at play. It's actually harder is what he's saying. It's is, harder because you don't know what could have been. In the other relationships, he goes, they, 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 I know what they were about. They failed or they, you know, they had their run and they ended. This, he never even really got into it. And he was so excited about it, which makes it hurt more. So do you believe in the blindsided pain that he's expressing yeah, so, here? So there's two questions at play here. Number mm-hmm. one, is there a time limit on love? Is there a time limit on love, and is it sometimes harder to get over someone even though you've even though it was such amount. a short relationship? Meanwhile, I have two examples in my life where that, that I, I've heard this, but I've applicable. never experienced I, it. I think it's applicable because there are there's people I dated for a while. And it ran its course. And it, it ran its course. And it got real and, ugly, probably. Yeah, but not only did it get ugly, but there were girls I dated for months and months that just never went anywhere. And, and I liked them, but it just didn't go somewhere. There are two people that I dated for a short period of time that hit me harder than others. And they were... So, they were if I even told you, you'd say, are you serious? Because they're insignificant. So then you do buy with this. I, uh, I, oh, really? I, I see. It's not that I don't understand it. I do understand what you're saying. It's like, wow, dude, right at the, the, the things were going great. You're like really starting to feel it. And I then did, it's gone. I dated, I dated girls for years. But isn't that easy to get over when I, it's only been like a month or two? I dated girls for years. I, met, I got engaged to my wife within a year. But doesn't that show you really didn't know her then? So can't you just justify like, I guess I really didn't know her. No, I, I think your instincts... Will lead to some people have better instincts than others. Maybe I feel as though there are girls I dated for what you would call a minute, and I was torn up about it. And there's girls I've dated for months, and I'm like, man, this is what it is. There was a girl I dated that I feel like I took the wrong. There was like two girls I dated in the extent of our show, and you pulled out all the stops like that, this no, guy? and they were short lived, and because I had a connection with them, and it wasn't necessarily reciprocated. I was sort of more heartbroken than girls I dated longer term. Yeah, because you want everyone to like you. That's wild, yeah. What are you even talking about? So, you know, so I asked my, my I think dude. Spot, Spot just walked to the conversation and said something completely irrelevant. Yeah. I want everyone to like me. What does that have to do with anything? No, you want everyone to, like, love you. You can't take it when someone doesn't connect with you. I can't believe you don't love me. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking it is, about? It's hard, uh, it's hard to... It's funny you say that. Hold on. Exactly what you just said. My buddy Ron said the same thing. He said he was so blindsided... That he thought she was kidding. Like that, right. it's impossible that you don't feel the same way, because you know he's a good-looking dude and everything. He's in shape, and he pulled all the stops, like you said. There was, you know, he's went, like, he, he said that he said to her, like, mm-hmm. "Are you serious?" Like he thought she was joking, yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, I'm serious," and like fucking walked him out. And I'm like, "What?" I'm I went, like, right. yeah, I went out. You're not fully playing out the situation, so it it, it is mind blowing. I you think hate it's it. like cutting the movie right as it's getting good. Yeah, like, yeah, but I want to see how it goes. I, I yeah, dated but if a girl. If someone's not feeling the same way, 
You just didn't know them that I, well. I, I mean, says you were so off. Mm. You were so off. You didn't even realize how they felt. Or you did something that pushed them away, and you'll never truly know what that was. There was a girl I dated. I didn't even sleep with her. Then I have less, honestly, Hold less on. sympathy for the story. You I did a mean? girl. I did a girl. I didn't even. I did not even sleep with. Okay. We hung out a handful of times. I was so into her. I met her mom. I met her brother. I, we hung out a handful of times, and I was fresh out of a relationship with someone else. So I think my lingering ex at the time destroyed this one. I can and, see that. And I will always look back with no regrets because I'm, you know, I got a happy life now and a great wife and two kids. But that, that relationship bothers me more than other long-term ones that failed because I feel like maybe there would have been something there and well, it failed. You don't know how to make a clean break. That's your problem. Yeah, but I get the what-ifs. Like, I made plenty oh, of man, or what could have been. And I, I get that feeling. Really? I do. But I, I, I cannot compare it to the feeling of something you invested lots of time in, years in, built actual memories, built actual memories with... To something that you you didn't even sleep with this girl, or like yeah. my buddy Ron says, he's like almost like a month and a half, two months. But the well, girl I'm talking also, about, so you you took her on a special date. What would he do? Like I I, I feel bad for you. It doesn't mean what I don't feel do? bad yeah. for you, but like you really think I'm gonna sympathize? Like I'm like, you know my my natural like what I really want to say is you know, suck it up, dude. Your natural. So what? You had a fucking month and a half relationship. I don't. Move I, on. I look at it like the the girl I'm talking about. Yeah, you know that girl, right? I know exactly. I know yeah, exactly. I remember being like, yo, this girl. She's Gorgeous, and I it just it didn't go anywhere, and I never really understood why. I think it was because one of my exes sort of got in the way, to be honest. But it bothered me. But when it comes to the other part of your question, it sort of all ties together because. So what's you, worse? The question is really, Rich. What's more heartbreaking? The the memories that were built, but you saw the relationship start, get better, get good, and then end, right? You saw the, the beginning, middle, and end of that relationship. Mm -hmm. What's worse? The ending of that relationship or the relationship where you saw the beginning, you were getting to the middle, mm -hmm. but you never saw anything. It just ended. The rug was pulled from underneath. I, I just... I. What hurts me? I don't harp on this because I ended up with someone great. But when you ask me to think back, if you ask me to actually think about it, what bothers me are those few and far between people that you clicked with immediately and it didn't go anywhere because something went wrong. And it was probably something you did and you didn't realize it or the timing or something. But that bothers me more. And to tie it into what hurts more, the long breakup or the quick blindside, I, I think the quick blindside because you, you never realize what potential was there. However, part of your original question was, do you believe in quick love? But you do though, Rich. And I, in reality, yeah. hold on. Like, and I, I get it and I'm being practical on, on feelings, which is... Don't, they don't add up, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm being logical and mm -hmm. practical. When, when feelings are involved, it's much different. You said you don't know what's there. You know what's there? Someone that didn't like you. Yeah. The same True. way. True. And, and that's, the, that's the truth. And the other <sighs> answer, someone did like you the same way. Enough to spend years with mm -hmm. you, to create memories, maybe even build a family. And things were good. Things were great. Then it was a roller coaster you were on. Things got bad. Do you things think? ended. That's heartbreaking. You're just fucking living on this fantasy in the second scenario. I think because the truth is she never liked you at all. If I it think ended that quick. I think the quick short short term love 
hurts more because you never know the potential. The other one you saw it play out and it didn't work, so you know you don't have questions. Like okay. you and your ex wife. Yeah. It's a beautiful relationship for a time. What? I mean and in today's it, it, world, that's a long run we had, ten years. Yeah, but I mean it ended. Yeah, it ended. But, but what I'm saying is you you saw it from start to finish, right? So you really what were, you can't really have regrets. It 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 started good and went bad. If you if you met someone and like totally fell for them and it never really took off the ground, you might think like, well, what if it did? You saw your relationship. You did everything you could and your relationship didn't go anywhere. Well, you know what else I said to So you my can't buddy have Ron? regrets. Okay, I said to Ron, I said, Hey dude, I feel you. You know, this sucks, man. And I gave him some like, you know, pep talk. Well, you're a man, bro. You're you you know, she's the bunny and you're you're like a bear, and I gave him the whole spiel, right? And I'm like, but I got to, you know, warn you for next time, dude. I feel like it's a little bit on you for falling so quick. You know, like settle down a little bit, man. You guys got way excited about this girl real fast. So I'm like, yo, today's world's a little different, man. These girls are, they're quick to jump ship, man. There's a lot of options out there. Like you got to take it slow. Like it's beautiful to to express yourself and have feelings for people right away. But, you know, you got to start slow next time, man. So it is a little on him to... Go in there, fucking head first in shallow water. You know the relationship wasn't deep enough yet. You guys are overlooking that it was probably her seeing you and another guy, and the other guy just won out. And you'll think like, "What did I do wrong?" Maybe it's just that you were feeling quick things for her, and she was probably also talking to another dude. Yeah. Two months within two months, please. You but then again, though, spot. You know what it is too, though, Rich. Definitely, other dudes mm-hmm. lingering for two months, dude. There, there, it's always it's that other thing too, where like you got to know who you're talking to sometimes, mm-hmm. because you know I've been through a lot of like tumultuous. Is that how you say it? Tumult- tumultuous. 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 There's tumultuous. No, where's the L's? Two L's in there. Tumultuous. I would say you just use another word. Relationships. <laughs> tumultuous. No, there was ta- that's the word that came to mind. Um, tumultuous. Tumultuous. Right. Tumultuous. Like this little tumultuous. month and a half romance doesn't really hit me in the heart. So you it's don't like feel it's like me talking about my uh, how I stubbed my toe to Spot, who's just gone through like a heart surgery. You know what I mean? Like you got to know the audience sometimes, and that doesn't mean that you know you shouldn't express yourself to your buds. But that's my know. story. I think sometimes you could know very early on that you click with someone. Now it would have been interpreted as psycho behavior if it didn't work out. But my wife will always tell me on one of our first dates, we were sitting down at Del Frisco's in New York. Mm-hmm. Right below the Sirius XM studios, right there. Right. I'd imagine I probably probably got a ribeye spot ribeye. with the lobster mac and cheese, oh, yeah. lemon cake oh, as a dessert. Lemon oh. cake. Oh, you probably got and a probably got cake as an appetizer. Probably got a bottle of wine, but not the cheapest. The one, oh, yeah. one up from you that. You never want to go to. You cheapest. don't want to go cheapest. You go to the first no, we, you probably uh, hit up our sommelier friend, oh, Crystal. Yeah. Oh yeah, she yeah. hooked you up. So go ahead. So you wanted to look like a, and you probably had the chef come out. Oh, pull out all the stops. You know this, and. It was probably a month, two months into texting and talking to my wife, who I was just dating at the time, long distance. We'd seen each other a few times. We sat down at Del Frisco's, and we had just been clicking so much from the minute we started texting and talking and everything mm-hmm. that I jokingly said at dinner, like, what do you say? A year from now, we get engaged and then married in two? And that's exactly what happened. We got married the next year. We got well, it that's what like, this guy. But this, I'm saying, like, my buddy Ron was like, he is like, a, yo, but you don't understand, man, how, how many laughs we shared and how she smiled at me. And, yo, we were really clicking. But guess what? 
You know, you were really clicking. Hit me up with some Rascal Flats spot. Multiple people are saying she what was, hurts she the really most. really wasn't clicking. What hurts the most by Rascal Flats? What I, hurts the most is that she didn't feel the same way as you. Well, hold on. I'm curious. I, I played this song a million times on Hits 1 and Pop 2K and all these channels over the years. I don't even know the words. All yeah. I know is the chorus. What, what hurts the most? I mean, isn't that all you need to know? Yeah, but like they're oh, clearly I... telling you what hurts the most, and I've just never paid close enough attention. Rascal Flats, take a listen. I can take the rain on the roof of this empty house. That don't bother me. Okay. Okay. I can take a few tears now and then and just let them out. Right. I'm not afraid to cry every once in a while, no. even though going on with you gone still upsets me. Spit Yeah. Was being so close. Oh, that's it. Having so much to say. And watching you walk away. And never knowing. That no hurts the most. Stubbing your toe. Oh, yeah. Never knowing what could have been. What? And not seeing that loving you is what I was trying to The relationship do. that never happened. Hurts the most. Hurts the most. Does Rascal Flat said it? Yes, because Rascal Flat said it. They have yeah. flats in their band name. Flats suck on women's feet and and in women's butt cheeks. In a, flats are very beautiful flats. apartments. And on tires. And on their feet. <laughs> nah, flats are, yeah, are never a good thing. Live in a nice flat. Um, and and I said to him, I didn't want to. I didn't want to sound like the uh, <laughs> like the uh, guy who didn't really understand. Because I do understand. I'm like, dude, but that's why you don't pull out all the stops, like setting up all these specialty dates and dinners and things like that. You know, you do that for the people who matter and who deserve it, who've earned it. Like, stop fucking like trying to win them over with that bullshit. I met my wife. My, I met my now wife. This is from 605. Hit me up with Dwight, the area code. Dwight, Dwight in, in South, South Dakota. Dakota. Dwight. Dwight. He met his now wife and he knew was. she was the one from their first date. I told her I loved her within a month. Wow. Married her after a year still happily married to this day sometimes you realize very quickly that you have that connection which is why Cavino that doesn't matter you, have you don't have the connection that's all in your brain in this story he had the connection and guess what she did not which means no connection you're not thinking logically I, I, there's not a mutual connection as right. we always say for, for love to happen both people need to yeah, feel think... the same way but I'm so what hurts you, the most is when you had that connection and no, it died I think, no, it we, I think we said alright because you're, 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 you're riding on a fantasy. I'm pretty sure it was two months, less than two you're months. You're riding on the proof of a failed thing. You're riding on something that never was. You're riding on the proof of a failed thing. Spot. Think lo- it's hard to think logically. I don't even know when what you guys are saying right now. The simple question is what hurts the most? The love being that never. Being so close. Being so close to what was never really there. Yes. Or something that was there and, and having it really end. You know what? Let's go to your phone calls, your feedback. Yeah, but you don't know. 866 969 1969. What is worse? Flats. Let's go to Jack in South Carolina. What's up, Jack? Hey, two real quick ones. I agree with you. You know, my ex-wife and I were together for 10 years, and it doesn't hurt as bad knowing we weren't meant for each other than a couple girls that I dated for a short time. But think of it like this, especially with sports. Those guys who don't win the AFC or NFC championship game are more upset than the ones who go to the Super Bowl and lose because they don't know if it could have been or not. Okay, ready, Jack? Oh, great. It's a great analogy. Great. So let's 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 give you credit for the analogy first. 
So I will Uh-oh. I will admit this. Maybe the feeling of getting so close and never knowing hurts more. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. All right. Take Lamar Jackson. Give me a second. Last year, Lamar Jackson was the MVP. The okay. favorites for the Super Bowl throughout the whole season were last year's 2019 Baltimore Ravens. Yes. They lost in a monumental upset in the playoffs. But in like the first round. The divisional round, I think, right? Yeah. You don't think Lamar Jackson... You don't think Lamar Jackson... That hurts him more than if he would have made it to the Super Bowl and lost a tough battle to the Niners or the Saints or the Seahawks or something. Lamar Jackson, it hurts more knowing that there was so, it was, there was so much promise and it just never happened. Drew Brees a couple years ago, the pass interference call that never was versus the Rams. It hurts more when you saw the potential. So if you date a girl for a minute, but you felt something for her, that hurts more than the long relationship where you didn't feel quite that way. Yeah, but it only hurts because she didn't feel the same way about you. That's why it's hurting more. All right. Um, Rich, you clearly have never seen the video. What hurts the most is about someone dying. Is that true? I mean, I think things like that are left for yeah. interpretation. Let's see. Regardless. How many times it is takes, a video? It takes two to make a thing go right. Who said that? Uh, Rob Bass? Rob um, That's a very good point. It takes two to make it out of sight. That's a very good point, Syracuse. Um, 306. I don't think Cavino knows what he thought in his head. If they weren't clicking, then why pretend you're clicking to make the guy feel like all is going great? So clearly, he felt like things were going great. She insinuated things were going great. So if you're clicking with someone, oh my God, this is new romance, new romance, and all of a sudden, whoosh, rug taken out from under you? Blindsided. Blindsided then? Brought to tears. You know, I've seen this guy in other relationships for years, and he moved right on. It's, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Again, you could date never someone. happened to me. I'm, I'm, I'm capable of understanding, but I'm less sympathetic. And this conversation... By the way, yeah, was brought to you by the Bachelorette on ah! ABC last night. <laughs> so what? everyone can go fuck themselves. Ah, <laughs> oh, your experiment worked. I ain't got no stupid friend named Ron, and ain't nobody calling me about this bullshit. I watched that shit last night. There's this black guy named Easy, and he got dissed by Tasia, and he was blindsided, and he was this really super suave black brother man who thought they were clicking. And then out of nowhere, dude, out of nowhere, he's like, yo, I'm really falling in love with you. She's like, yeah, well, I don't feel the same later. So experiments, but you're, are you Bill Nye the science guy? I'm Bill Nye the science guy. Are you, are you Neil deGrasse Tyson? Are you, are, you, are you Beaker? You just pulled off the greatest Kavino Rich science experiment ever. We talked about a relationship life issue for 20 minutes, but because you didn't mention The Bachelorette, Once. the feedback was rolling in. Rolling in. Everyone contributing, being like, yo, I've been there, bro, I've been there. Now, if you would have mentioned The Bachelorette, people would have said, fucking talking about The Bachelorette, fuck this. This, this black dude who was super handsome yeah. and super charismatic took out The Bachelorette on a, on a ghost hunting date. They had nothing but laughs and good times. He started falling in love with her. Yeah. He went to dinner. He yeah. confessed his love for her. And dude, out of nowhere. She was like, nope. She Science was rules. like, yeah, you're falling in love. I'm not. Uh, I think it's best we end it now. And, dude, this big, rough and tough football black dude is yeah. in tears in the car because he was blindsided because she did not feel the same. And what were they together for? A month or two? Tops? It's the Bachelorette. You're freaking crying about it? And I look, 
I get it. But here's the one truth nugget of my story. Yes. I do have friends and relatives that do nothing but harp on those what-if scenarios in their life over the long-term heartbreaks. Well, my, my examples were, were true to life. Right. I've, I've been with girls for a short period of time. Yeah. My only I, lie was my friend Ron. Yeah. My relationships that were short in nature but I fell hard, those hurt more than the long ones that you didn't care as much. And by the way, the experiment was a huge success, Kavino. Thank you. I All I it. needed was some like um, hip-hop horns for my reveal. So, Spot, maybe on the replay, you could in- insert some, me, 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 no, oh, snap, throw some oh, snaps in there. Like, you got God, <laughs> bitch. You guys, everybody tunes you- out if I mention The Bachelorette, but when I make up a story, um, you seem to like it. So, yeah. there you go. So, your friend Ron Ron. My friend Ron Ron was just some dude on The Bachelorette named Easy. Well, guess what? Oh, his name's actually Easy. It's just, you, you, you proved it. So I think that was just that was almost equally exciting. Okay, well, thank you. The fact you guys. that uh, your 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 it worked. It worked. So I just pulled the live right. experiment off on the air. Good job. And uh, the, the the scenario was very very real because it's awkward when someone doesn't match your feelings. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yo, I see what you did there. Oh, this guy says. Good one, Kavina, but you're still lame for watching The Bachelor. Yeah, this guy tried. He tried to like cover his either. He's like really into it. Oh, and th- this guy and was into w- it. This guy, this guy was con- uh, giving his feedback, and then he writes, oh, I knew this was a lame conversation. Fitting, it's Bachelorette talk. Yeah, this guy got duped. Yeah, Why? He's never been in a relationship before? No. Like, I mean, that's universal stuff. G-Mac in Alberta said you got him. Yeah. He was pulled into your story. Every only to, only to find out it's The Bachelor. Every time I start off the story with, hey, so I was watching The Bachelorette yesterday, everyone either tunes out or f- starts to hate. Damn, so, fuck you, Kavino. You got me interested in a Bachelorette storyline. Yeah. There you go. We, we proved it. We never talk about The Bachelorette. We're giving you the, the relatable angle of what happened. Uh-huh. We're never telling you about uh-huh. the fucking guys involved so, or what we think she should do. It's not the breakdown of the show. Well, there you have it. So that's the story. The Bachelorette. But... um. I, to be honest, though, I am always perplexed by those stories of I was with her for two months, but it hurt the most. I'm like, yeah, but really? I don't see why. But I don't see why you. No offense, I don't see why you don't see that. You, I understand. You're, I don't sympathize. You, the same way. Uh, I'm not trying to be rude, but you were in a, a relationship that ended in divorce. You yeah. saw the beginning, middle, and end of that. Yeah. No matter how hard you tried, it didn't work. So you can't have a regret. You could have a regret on something you fell hard for. I'm that- regretting that I fell hard and had great intentions and she didn't feel the same. What am I feeling bad about? Not everybody's going to like you. You're only feeling bad that she didn't like me. That's it. That's yeah, but you're, you're, feeling bad you're thinking like I did something that. But you're saying what if? Yeah, what if what? She, what if she liked you? She didn't like you. It's not like she liked you and then fucking just ended it too. She never liked you. She didn't like you enough. So to me, it's like. If you date okay. a girl for a month or so and you fall hard for her, there's a good there's Shame a possi- on you. No, but there's she a, didn't fall. Yeah, but she there, didn't. there's a possibility that you did one fool, thing. Fool me once. What if you did something out of character and I have a good example. Even though it, it, it does have to do with your ex-wife. When you first met her, one of the first nights you hung out with her, we were all hanging out and you got drunk and acted like a fool. I did. She she ended up caring about you enough to want to give you a chance. 
But what if that was the case and you felt you were so into her? What if you were like, yo, dude, that wouldn't have bothered you that, like, yo, I was into her. We talked of for so course long. Of course it would have bothered me. You, you but, did something. But I've shared no real memories and no real moments. Like, it's easier to get over, in my opinion. All right. Mike in North Carolina, you're on. What's up, bud? Kavino and Rich. Yeah, I did some weird, you know, uh, I've been married twice before, which is first time i'm glad it happened because i got a daughter out of it the second time man shit happens uh i met i met my girl now the from the like you said from the first date i knew we you know we both play music uh we've been together for six years now supposed to got married last september but this corona shit just messed that all up so uh maybe you know next year when we get married in may but i mean sometimes certain things you know it's just awesome Sometimes you just click. Sometimes on. you just feel it. That's called um, that's called love. It's not love when someone's not clicking back. That's called you're just fucking fantasizing. Well, it's true. And in that scenario we spoke of, that person's not clicking back. And it does hurt. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but what are you going to do? Sorry, Ron Ron, a.k.a. Easy from The Bachelorette. This friend the need is brought to you by, again... Well, Dish. It's brought to you by Dish. Tune in to you. <laughs> to learn more, call 844-CALL-DISH or go to dish.com and The Bachelorette. The end. Wow. I hope I got some people. I hope I got Donnie Pompadour. Oh, you definitely got Donnie Pompadour. Fuck this. They're talking to Bachelorette. Tell me when it's done. Meanwhile, he was engaged. Meanwhile, the whole time. Like, oh, like, this story's riveting. This is, man, oh, this is very friend Ron Ron's really in a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should just forget that whore. That's what I would do. I just go out and bang other bitches. All right. Well, thank you guys hey. for hearing me out. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. So I was hanging out with some friends this weekend, right? Yeah. My old school union crew, Union New Jersey, representing on the West Coast. And, you know, I don't get out much, man. I need that nudge. And I got a lot of nudge this weekend. Like, bro. Nudge. Is that what you call it now? Nudge. I got a lot of nudge. Right? So, call the judge and get some nudge. <laughs> so dumb. So, no, one of my buddies, let's call him Nick. Nick. Call the judge and call, get some fudge. Nick, uh, he had a rough go at, at life. He, he was a very fortunate and blessed guy, right? But then had a rough go. Everyone makes choices and takes different turns. His, his life went down a, a crazy path at one point, right? And I'm only telling you this because it's part of the story. And then had a complete turnaround and changed his whole life around and dedicated his whole life to bettering other people. And now is is extremely successful doing that, right? He's opening up um, all these different places for recovery and rehab and rehabilitation and bettering your life all over the country, right? Kicking ass, extremely successful now. To the point where my pal is basically retired, but just doing that. So I was like, wow, motherfucker. Good for you, buddy. That's awesome, you know? And, you know, it was nice to hear this story over the weekend. You know, I've known this story, but it was nice to, like, chat about, well, what's going on? And right now he's just, like, chilling, living life and what does driving that mean? around. What does that mean, though, chilling? Like, he, yeah, like he just, literally has no job. Yeah, yeah. But he's okay semi, with it because, he's calling it semi-retired. Because he runs something that brings in money for him. Yeah, and he'll open up another one here and there, flip it, sell it, get it going, and move on to the next, you know? 
But he's done his good deeds. He's turned his life around and now has dedicated his life to bettering the lives of others. Right? So that's the pre-story to my next story. Wait, hold on now. Does he have kids? No. But he's not counting them out. Okay. So we were talking, say, we were chatting, right? Your, your, your approach of retirement, pre-retirement, what you need for yourself, all the, all the stuff is... Put it this way. Enough funds that he doesn't have to work. Neither does his wife. Right, well, I'm just saying, without kids, think of how easy life would be. Yeah. If you only had to worry about yourself, my goodness, life is easy. Oh, yeah. So Easier, not easy. So I yeah, pull up easy. to San Diego, right? Yeah. And he rents out a, a beach house right on, right on the water oh. for the weekend or for the week or whatever. And he gave me that nudge. My other buddy, Mark, gave me the nudge. He's like, come on, man. Let's just watch the fight. And I'm like, dude, I'm not into hobnobbing. He's like, there's no hobnob. It's just us. Let's go. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Right? It's just yeah, us. That's what everyone says. So anyway, look, I pull us. up. I've heard that before. I pull yeah. up. When I, when, I, when I see someone, Rich. when I see someone's spot, it's, it's hobnobbing. When he sees it, it's uh, okay. Yeah, but you hang out with like a bunch of like randos. This dude, no one was flying around. Yeah, but you, saw two, just, you saw two people that you haven't seen before. In and, a, one in that, an era, and one I that mean, came into town. He does make a point. One in, that in, came into town. Drove into town. Drove into town. But right. in, a, in an era but where... Those things matter to me. You, those, those things matter. Where people... When Rich is hopping on planes, fucking jet setting, there's a big difference. Our, our, I think planes are pretty safe, they're saying. Oh, sure they are. Our state... Yeah, planes. Recycled germ air. Actually, the opposite. They've made it... They, you, Quite you, the opposite. You go on a plane lately? They, uh, no, I haven't. They, they talk about how the... The safety precautions are at a, at a high Our level. Our state just went into further lockdown. We just went it? backwards. Yeah. yeah. For real? Yeah. Yes. We oh, got wow. 10 p.m. curfews. 10 p.m. curfews. No more outdoor dining. No more outdoor dining. Where have you been, bro? Back, restaurants oh, where have you been? Back. Oh, hobnobbing in Texas. Yeah. Restaurants yeah. are back to right. takeout only. Let me tell the story. We can fight about this afterward. All right, go on. All so right. that was the pre-story. I told you this story for a reason. Yes. So I, I, pull you, I pull you in with the rest of the story. Oh, please. Oh. I arrive into San Diego. And my buddy Mark immediately pulls out, let's take a Nelfie. Because we don't do selfies. Selfies are for putos. So we took a Nelfie. What's the difference? Again? What's the difference? Oh, you just say a different word say and different. it's not selfies as... Selfies are for fucking lamos. Uh, so well, I mean, that's right? how people take pictures. No. Go on. So my buddy Mark pulls out his, uh, his camera and my buddy a, Nick goes... Does he have a Nelfie stick? My buddy, <laughs> my buddy uh, Nick goes, there's the fucking orbs again. He's like, I got an orb. Follows me, right? I'm like, what do you mean got an orb? Right? I'm sorry, what? No, no, hold on. Hear me out. I feel like I'm going to love this. <laughs> God. Yes. Orb. What do you mean you got an orb? Got an orb. I see this fucking orb while, while, while he's taking selfies. I see this thing flying around, floating around. The camera's not moving. The camera's still. We're looking at it. This thing's flying around our heads. I go, what do you got, a fucking aura now? What do you mean? What is that? What do you got, an aura? I'm thinking like Dave Chappelle's aura, that orange yeah, aura, yeah. like Rick yeah. James. <laughs> like Rick James, right? So we take the picture, and you could see in this picture that there's one right there, and it's on my friend, right? Never, hold on. Hold on. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. it is in every, almost every picture he has from all different cameras, but it's always around him. It's not on me. It's not, I, I don't have this on my camera. I know you're saying it's the lens. I know everyone's in the Isn't it the reflection of everyone's the, the, it's the, the reflection sun? Of the sun. Uh, you're, in, you're in sunny San Diego. Me, dude, he showed me so many fucking... Is he always ones. in the sun? No, but dude, I swear to God, he shows me... He's like, watch it, bro. Motherfucker, he's convinced that... And I'm not downplaying it. I'm a believer. He's got... Dude, he's like, look, look at this one. Look at this one. Follows me. Monkeys. Has wings. Dude, he showed me ones. There were little things and they're just floating around. And he's like, look at this fucking thing. 
right? It's, there's no sunlight. It's there, right? And all of a sudden, it like has fucking... And it's moving around. It's not the lens. Stop it's it. like, you know when you're in the iris of your eye, you see that little fucking amoeba that floats around your eyeball? Yeah. It's not the lens of the camera. It's not. Because I was like, let me see these videos again. I explored it. I want to, and I it's need more weird examples. because I don't, this was on Mark's camera. It's on his. He goes, dude, it's just all around me all the time. And when you look it up, like there's something. He thinks it's like a pet, but that he has an angel. And I'm, I believe it. I believe this guy has done enough good in his life that he has something that fucking is there chilling with him. I saw it, and I was, like, blown away. Let me see the guy. I saw it, dude. And look, I'm sure a, he's worthy of an angel. I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm, sure there's a, I'm sure there's an explanation to it. No, that's why you but said dude, that. But, dude, it's in all this of his shit. No. He showed me so Hold many on. of them. Let me see, let me see what I was like. blown no, away. I, I, see I was his like, face. I believe it, dude. I agree with Rich. I want to see his face. You, 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 you could say I believe it, but guess what, dude? I want to believe it. I'm putting that So I don't care if there's an easy explanation to this. Well, this is still photo, so all you're going to see is that. No, that guy doesn't deserve an angel. Well, he may not have in see. years past. He looks like he's about to order bottle service. That's right. At a Vegas he's club. A very successful Italian. So this little dot, this little green dot. Yeah, look up green Look up green orbs. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, for real. Look it up. Like I've taken. I've seen one. <laughs> Hold on. He showed me video. No, dude. Everyone has reflections and things no, no, that no, no, show no, up no. in photos. I know. I see these things and I see other people post this stuff and I'm like, yeah. Maniac. Like, I've taken I photos. Saw, when I saw the, the, all the examples he was showing me, I'm like, yo, that's too much of a coincidence, dude. When you're too much. Fa- hold on. When the, sun, when the sun is in the reflection of your lens. Guess what? Guess it who creates has, a green. Guess who has no orbs? Me. Great. When, your sun is in the, when the sun is in the reflection of your camera lens, it creates a green. Jesus. I get it. Ref- Maybe it dot. also uh, creates like, you know where I saw a, a reflection of something that you don't see. With your normal eyes. You know where I saw this? When I went to see the eclipse. Look, Spot, there's always going to be The reflections of the answer. lens, you could actually see the eclipse mm-hmm. in the reflections Dude, every, of the lens. It was I get green. It. I get it. Right, so let, me see all, all right, then let me see all the ones where a Spot has a fucking orb following him. I don't face the he sun. showed me example for example for example for example. Again, I saw one sprout. Little wings flying you know around. What that is? You, I swear to you, I couldn't believe I it. I guarantee you, he's always wearing those sunglasses in his photo. It's the sun right. reflecting off his sunglasses into you, the lens of the camera. Bro, you think I don't take the practical into approach? The sh- of course oh, I no, do. no, no. Of course, dude. I have my one of my ex girlfriends' sister is way into energies and always posting. Look at the orb, and I'm like, fucking weird hippie. That's what I always think. I saw enough evidence where now I'm like, man, maybe there's something to this. Show me another picture. Dude, I'm just telling you what I saw. You could believe it or not. I really personally don't care. Your friend that looks like monolith, a grown-up, handsome Jersey Shore Guido. That doesn't mean anything, though. You could say that. That look, and that's funny that's you know, but the, what that's he looks rocking, like mirror sunglasses doesn't matter. Just because he doesn't look like your definition of what a nice guy would be doesn't matter. He's done a I mean, lot of nice things. My, maybe it's a Guido thing because my brother, yeah, exactly. uh, J-Rock. Who's a botchka loop? Swear he like sees ghosts. Maybe they're um, maybe they're specially in Maybe for green every orbs, they they represent. Um, let's see, green orbs and photos represent love. Uh, spirits believed to be spirits tied to nature, nature spirits or nymphs. Some theories also <laughs> include angels. He he even downplays it. He thinks it's a pet. He said he thinks it's one of his dogs. And I'm like, wow, really, dude? And of course, you know we're. Two practical dudes, again, former retired Guidos from New Jersey. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, bro. I said, bro, 
Swear to God. Spot's going to go on his balcony in the sunshine. Of course you could fucking create this, dude. No one... See, but what you're doing is irrelevant. Everybody has these. I get it. But when you have them in every fucking example, and I saw it dancing around when we were taking a photo... He has mirror sunglasses on. No. It wasn't that. I'm telling you. And I saw it. Maybe he's got... uh, Then... I know you're going to say it's the lens and this and that. Maybe it's a ghost of all the girls he banged at the Jersey Shore in the 90s. Maybe it's, very, it's, it's very possible. Maybe. And, 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 and what he looks like and what he represents to you as Bobby Bottle Service downplays what could possibly be something that you don't I, have I, and I, I don't have. I'm sure he's a good man. I'm just saying. I had to face the sun. You face the sun. Spot, well, we were a, not facing the sun in the, in the photo I took. See. So anyway, that's my story. So I'm to it. I had to, I Monolith. took a picture of the sun, Monolith. yeah, just to show you, and then right there, see it. There's an orb. There's from an the sun. orb from the sun reflecting off the lens. Is see it, it flying around? I mean, I'm sure if I moved my hand slightly, no. it would fly. No, no, no. I'll take a video of it. Video. Hold on. I've oh, seen video Jesus. of this fucking thing, almost sprouting out in like an, in a slightly different shape with wings. I, I use the word wings lightly, but it, like a, like sprouted out like a, where it was round. It became more oval-like in different, like, yeah, it looked like wings a little oh bit. It was floating around. I'm like, yo, that's fucking wild, dude. We weren't smoking weed. He's, he's recovered. All right. No one was doing drugs. Huh? We were barely drinking. Spot caught an orb. Caught an orb? What did I say? Oh, my God, Spot. It must be. You can name him Orby. That's a, that's a Roy Orby, son. A Roy Orby, son. There you go. I don't know, bro. I'm telling you. Right. Does, well, does it have wings? Other than, other put than it this way, where I where I once oh, frowned, give it a Red Bull. where I once frowned, and where I once laughed and said, "Fuck you, lame hippie person who Your posts orb. this stuff all the time." I am now convinced because guess who doesn't have them? I don't have any fucking orbs. None. None. This dude feels blessed, and he's fucking shocked. And he showed me example after example. After example, and you guys could think what you want, I choose to believe because I want to. Yes, there's practical answers, and yes, they're probably right. But I choose, me, to believe that there's something more, and it was something to this. (sighs) Hey, you don't believe in anything, dude. You don't believe in monoliths. You don't believe in orbs? Yeah, but like, you don't believe fuck, you don't believe in anything. Spot Rich doesn't believe in anything. No, but it's like what's You just the, named two preposterous things. I don't believe in your friends having Wait, hold on. I'm crazy cuz hold on. So No, no, no. Wait, wait. I said, but you don't believe right, in anything. On, so why would I be shocked? Wait, why would I be shocked? I'm the crazy one because I don't believe in the two following nope. things. I said anything. Monoliths? Anything. And your friend having orb ghosts to follow him. I'm no, sorry. Man, I'm such a fucking close-minded guy because I don't believe in your, like, Bobby Bottle Service friend having ghosts. Thing. You What's... don't believe in anything. You, I don't even think you, you don't believe in anything. I, I believe, said that very specific. I believe in things. I just no, don't, I don't believe so. in. You don't even believe in life after love. What's. <laughs> you don't believe in shit. You what? don't believe in a thing called love. What's. The... You don't even believe in magic. What is it? The simplest answer is almost always the no. right one. I All think right. the answer is that his friend has. Ghosts and uh, those metal things that are being found in random places isn't like a prank or an artist. So I, think it's, uh, I think it's aliens dropping he, metal he sculptures. He has a guardian angel, and based on his life and the story I told you... Let him think it, I, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let him think it, but I, I also buy into it. I, I'm like, you know what? I, there is a fucking chance there's something more to that. Can I give you something? It's an example. not just the sun. When, we when, were not, we weren't even this facing guy, the sun. If this guy is a great guy, and he's a recovered addict, and he thinks that... He's changed his life around, and look, this is my orb and whatever. Let him fucking think it. It's like, you know when someone 
someone dies and someone will be like, oh, look, I saw a, a, a butterfly. That's my uh, my grandma. Yeah, Let him uh, fucking think. What are you going to say? What are you going to get to that person and say, oh, that butterfly? That's not your grandmother, moron. Well, I, Let did. I did. I was like, bro, get out of here. You got Let orb. I'm dude. like, oh, you Rick James? What do you mean? You got an orb. If some person it's who an lost. If someone, if I, some, and then I said, well, you got an orb. I did say, I know the difference, but I didn't know what he's talking about at first. And then I saw the fucking thing floating around. I'm if, like, what the fuck is dude, that? Dude, if, if some woman lost her husband. And she's like, on my balcony every morning, a cardinal comes. And then he was a big cardinal and he was fan. A big, like, but I'd say, but no, who I'd are say? you to, to say that's not true? No, but no, There's lots of lenses, lots of things that pick up. Hey, dude, can you see a fart when you fucking rip one? But there's certain lenses that you can see it really good. Right? Can you see? Can you see your fucking when you rip ass? Can you see it? No, I can't no. But see under certain, uh, I can't see a fault, but I know it's there. Under certain infrared, fucking uh, infrared lenses, you can, can't you? Um, by the so way, how I'm the gonna, fuck I'm can get you the... tell me that you can't see shit? Farts it... are like Nick Cage in that movie, uh, City of Angels. By the way, spot. I'm going to. Uh, you ever I'm... see press someone fart in an infrared X-ray machine? I, well, I'm gonna wear. It's I'm not gonna, real. I'm gonna get those glasses and wear them around Kavina all the time. What uh, X-ray glasses? The X-ray uh, fart glasses. Fart glasses. Dude, like I said before, animals can hear sounds you do not hear. Why is it impossible to think that certain animals and beings and children hey, and buddy. lenses could pick up on things that you so what is this guy your got jaded fucking, mind uh, can't see? He's got the iPhone uh, 23 no, with the ghost, ghost This filter. picture was taken on my buddy Mark's phone. Right. I get it. The one that, and then the other stuff was on his phone. Yo. And it's always on this dude. Kavino. So I buy into it. Kavino, your I, buy buddy, into it. I, I agree. Your buddy sees ghosts. So... <laughs> if you no, have, said ghost. it was more a guardian angel kind it, of thing. If orbs, you have, orbs, if you have a friend orbs, or a family member or orbs. someone that believes, Orby, son. all right. Orbs. If you got someone in your life that believes in something like this, I think the right thing to do is to pat them on the back and say, "But why are you so condescending oh in, the, in the sense that you think you're, you know, you're right? What well, what makes you think you're so right? I guess I'm not technically right, but if I would if, if I would have really break it down, I bet you your friend doesn't have a ghost orb following him. I'd imagine when it's we were lighting. talking about rods recently, you had you were like rods. Who who are you to say that they're not real? Was that the conversation about when I said Rod Roddy and Roddy Piper were my two favorite rods? Was yes. that the rod conversation? Remember when Dangerfield came into the conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So anyway, that's my story. I thought it was kind of cool. Of course, I'm an, an, uh, a naysayer at first, but he convinced me. And I I'm like, picture, yeah, you know, I mean, I, it's a feel-good story. I, I like it. Picture these, fucking three guidos. Three guidos on the beach. Three guidos on the beach. Like, bro, that's why you downplay it. Yeah. Talking about orbs. I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. Hey, bro, God. you know what really bothers you is that these Yo, three bro, guidos check are online. Oh, you never believe my, it. It's my fucking dead dog. Just, oh, my God, it's a fucking orb. One of my guido pals who looks like Bobby Bottle Service is more enlightened and connected than you, Mr. Highbrow, you do realize. No. This, your weekend you with your buddies, realize. your weekend with your buddies is if, it's like, is if Saturday Night Live did a skit where it's like, Jersey Shore meets Ghost Hunters. And you guys like, oh my God, look at this. It's following you, Bruno. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, You're right, 431. I saw Tinkerbell this weekend. Yeah. Hey. Um, but hey, you. I'm telling you the story. Telling you the story. Hey, good for you. No, I'm, I'm sticking I'm, to it. I think it's great. You don't man. believe in monoliths. You don't believe in orbs. I don't care. I'm telling you the story. You could think what you want, and you could shove it up your ass. And I'm not talking to you, Rich. I'm talking to the world. All right. It's just the story. And I saw it with my own two eyes. All right.
866-969. Cologne knows what I'm talking about. 1969. <laughs> I, uh, I think we should talk to Doug. You're on. What's up, man? Kavino and Rich. Hey, guys. I just want to say uh, this is the first time I actually turned on this show. <laughs> and it's weird that you're talking about orbs. Um, it is. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we we have a we have like a three year old that we needed a video camera for, <laughs> and the wife was like she she had she had noticed it, and I was like, ah, I think you're just tripping balls. But um, <laughs> a few times now, like on the video, you can see yeah, Tinkerbell. I, I I kid you not. I I'm pretty skeptical, but it, it's really there. <laughs> and my my brother actually was like, "We should put this shit on YouTube. You can get really rich." I'm like, "Jeff, it's not." But whatever. I don't know. It's, well, you it's know why? Really you know why, Doug? Because everyone's going to be quick to tell you that Thanks, you know, oh, it's just the Thanks, lens Doug. and and something that is created by the lighting and the lens and it's nothing. And of course, there's that possibility, and of course, that does happen. I'm not <laughs> downplaying that. But what's also very possible is that somebody's lenses may be picking up on things that your eyes can't see. And I do believe that that is a possibility. Am I a hundred percent sold? No. Did I see it? And was I like, wow, that's pretty cool? Yes. As Barney Stinson once taught us. Hey, dude, show me all the pictures of you and Orbs. I could show you like hundreds of this guy. Uh, dude, then, then you know what? Yeah. Show me. We should do a segment with this guy. Really investigate it. See, there you go being a condescending dick. I think you're just jealous that you lost Thanksgiving. We'll get him on. And that you don't have Orbs. We'll get him on and uh, Teresa Caputo. Yeah. And, and, sh- and she can talk about the Orbs. But, let's, see, let's go to the text uh, and then we'll move on. I, but, oh, we don't need to harp on it. I, well, it's you're the, the one that keeps interrupting. I think you don't correct someone that has these feelings because if it makes them feel good or, or it gives them clarity, that's great. But you can't. You yeah, but can't. From their perspective, they don't care what you think. But that's doesn't matter. Their, that's their thing. Which is why I'm not going to go up to someone that says, every morning the same squirrels outside my porch and I tell you, it's Uncle Hank. He loves squirrels. You know what I would say to that person? Uncle Hank loves Yeah, that's squirrels. probably Uncle Hank. Yeah, you know what? If you think that's Uncle Hank giving you a sign, then that's really sweet. I'm not going to be rude and correct them, but if you're telling me your friend, I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't think I'm being skeptical, Spot. I think I'm being like, like real conversation. No, nine, nine, out of, nine out of ten times, I would be on your side here. I, if anything, am telling you today, for the first time, I've changed my opinion on it. I've always had the same opinion because it's usually from people. I'm like, yeah, get over yourself, orbs. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. I agree, Luke. I agree with everyone saying you don't know for no one knows for a fact. No, but you're coming across okay. so condescending as if you know. Since Rich doesn't have any, it's impossible. All right, how about this? How I, about dude? I saw this thing dancing around. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What is doing that? the fucking lambada? No, but I saw it while we were taking pictures, Doble. and I saw it in all the other in all the other photos. I, I couldn't, I could not believe it. After I am now, I can't say a believer. But I'm now yeah. uh, thinking that there's something, there might be something to it, whereas I didn't think anything of it before. Now really dancing didn't. the cha-cha. Way, if you want to, Carmine's wanna, orb. If you want to see my orb, my orb friend, Roy Orby. <laughs> Roy Orby. It's on our, our Kavino Rich Instagram story. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you had a good time with your buddies. Do you remember at the uh, spot on the Jersey Turnpike like six months ago? Not even three months ago. All these people. Stop their cars. Oh, yeah. Dead traffic. 
They were freaking out. You know why? Because they all were they saw, certain. They saw a spaceship. That there was a spaceship. They saw a UFO. Hovering above. The police. Everyone was called. There's a UFO in New Jersey on the turnpike. Oh. All these Guidek girls were outside ah. their car. Oh, my God, Gina. Look. It's coming for us. I this knew it. fucking unbelievable. Ends up being the lights on the bottom of the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, well, so, that's a true story. I'm just saying. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. There was an article, and I didn't even read it, but it kind of rolls with the theme that you're talking about right now. So I figured, let's explore it together. It was from the Washington Post. And one of you guys sent it to me. Oh, yeah. I said the, I see it on our little group chat. The headline was, and this has to go with being a difficult year and 2020 really having an effect on us. When is this going to end? Letting yourself go. The headline says, no game days, no bars, so no cheering, no rah-rah. Yeah. Let's go get them. High five and go chest bumping. Yeah, no game days, no hey, bars. Go pets. Think of how Rich lived to sit at the stool Sunday morning. You know, or or if you're a big college football fan, going out there to the local college bar and rooting for your team. So the headlines, no game days, no bars. The pandemic is forcing some men to realize they need deeper friendships. Oh, oh their friendships are all Surface. Surface. Like, or, yo, that's the, the, the guy I know at the remember bar. Remember years ago we attributed, we attributed certain friendships of ours as, like, that's my Yankee friend. Oh, that's my uh, fight friend. We talk about fights together. Right. Oh, that's my, uh, you know, uh, I've got nothing going on a Wednesday night friend. We have a drink every once in a blue. You have, like, different friendships, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you throw that wrench called the pandemic into your plan, called the vid-19 into your life, you realize that those, I don't want to say they were meaningless relationships because they served the purpose. Mm -hmm. You realized without that purpose, <clears throat> there was really no substance there or not deep enough for what you need right now. There and it, it's making a lot of men depressed and making people overall realize, just based on the headlines, yeah. realize that, uh, they need more in their life. Well, men are allowed to be depressed too. And this article brings up an interesting point, and it uh, focuses on one dude as an example here. 35-year-old guy talks about how there's no more game days with the guys, no more Friday nights at the bars, no more social interaction. How about this? As simple as this. Because, again, these relationships serve the purpose, but they don't serve that purpose now. Like, Rich, when you and I would just be with Janelle and we would walk to get a salad, that's where we would vent. We would just bullshit. Of course. We would catch up. That would be like a half hour of our day, but it served a purpose. You take that out of your life, you realize, like, oh, it meant something. And it's no longer here, right? You took those sort of relationships for granted, but they weren't really what you need right now. Spot, like, if like, that makes sense. Spot was at the SiriusXM studios and the offices, and 
Spot was the most loved guy there. All the girls and guys at the office, like Spot, was the social butterfly of, the, Hi. of his side. Of, right. Hi, it's me, Spot, with my muffins. Remember, remember it was it was a year ago where we had that <laughs> that discussion about me at the Christmas party. Remember that you were the hero of the Christmas. I was the party. hero of the Christmas party? No Christmas party this year. Yeah. So, and those are all meaningful, great parts of your day and parts of your life. But when you take, you know, that little stroll around the hallway out of your life. You realize you need something deeper than that now because you're not getting that interaction at all. You're working from home, and you and uh, John at work used to go grab a, a juice during your lunch break and talk about family or something. Yeah. This article goes on to talk about how this one guy, that, like I said, they focus on a 35-year-old guy that lives in Virginia, said he realized how dependent his friendships had become on Sunday football games Nights out at the 14th Street Lounge, uh, the lounges right there. What is that in the D.C. area DC, spot? Yeah, 14th Street. Yeah. Venting about Democrats or Republicans, why the Capitals fell short in the NHL playoffs. They hardly ever really talked about real life stuff. And now when you take away all that other stuff, you realize that a lot of those relationships might have been a little too surface. Yeah. Which, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with, Right. Those are fun, but they don't serve you any purpose right now. Like I have so very, there's really no need to talk to that guy when that guy was deemed your, your. Hey, we used to talk football all the time, or we used to vent <laughs> with each other at work, and oh, I would tell this dude about uh, my tease bets. You know, <laughs> yeah. Now, when it comes to he's real been- life scenarios and and maybe things you're going <laughs> through mentally or any sort of strife you're dealing with. You have no one to turn to because that dude is just, he served the purpose. He was your, uh, let's take a smoke during our lunch break, yeah, friend. They're relationships or acquaintances of convenience. When you don't have to go out of your way to maintain this relationship or friendship, it, it sustains. But when you have to go out of your way, you have to make that call, you have to reach out, it can, you can easily distinguish between what's a real friendship relationship and what's just that superficial I, surfacing like rich you have been thriving in the current state of society because you are constantly reaching out to people and calling people and and well calling people you don't even text people you call them the fucker has everybody on speed dial. Yeah, everyone on speed dial you're fucking speed dial you're fucking favorites on your iphone it's like 60 people long because you're constantly calling people you're out for a walk you're calling this person this person this person and you do quick hits which, you know, can be annoying sometimes, but you know, you, you are maintaining relationships. Like me, I probably have, have made effort to keep in touch with like two people and then I do the superficial can I ask you a question? Superficial like Instagram or text every so often. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Someone I saw you talk to every day of your life, joking and giggling with at Sirius XM, yeah. At Sirius XM Studios. Daniela. Well, like Have you talked to her? On the phone. On the phone? Have you heard her voice in nine months? No. But I mean, she's young, so it's like. But we've texted. We've okay, ins- you have we've, texted. We've texted. Okay. We've like Tim, uh, Tim at the office. Tim, we've well, the hits we've, one producer. Yeah, Tim, I I texted with him the past week, or like message on Instagram. It, it a lot of it, a lot of it that's, happens that's on Instagram. The lowest form of maintenance. A lot of it happens on Instagram. Like you'll you'll like comment mm-hmm. on something or their thing. Strangers and then, oh, like your comment spot. Then, no, no, no. But you'll comment on something and then you'll you'll start a little quick dialogue. Yeah, but uh, that'll fizzle that also out. Be weird though. Wouldn't it be weird if Spot was calling some younger woman? Just to catch up, you think his wife would be all that cool yeah, I'm not, with it? I'm not calling the young girls from the office. 
But I understand where that would have been necessary. I mean, if you take the creepy angle, yeah, it sounds weird. But if Spot like reach out and be like, "Hey, you know, when do we think we're going back to the office? Hey, how's everything? How's life?" Like, I don't think that's weird to like this, maintain a relationship. You make you're you're automatically making it creepy because she's the opposite sex. Like this guy that they do the case study. I on reached out to Kathy B, who we work with. Like, how's how's everything going? You good? You'd get down with Kathy B. Oh, she's an older woman. Hey, Spot, would you get down with Danielle if you were single? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gonna compare the two? Um, okay. Sorry, what? Uh, the case. I'm sorry, what? The case study on the guy, the guy they do in this article. Mm-hmm. He. It's interesting because he had just broken up with his girlfriend. He moved out of his place, and he said <clears throat> he he could easily go a week without saying a word to anyone. If I didn't see you guys, like let's say I was just working a normal job, and I was either furloughed or working from home or whatever, I could easily be the same way. Like I could easily just be on my own and not interact with anybody. Not okay. saying that my my relationships are superficial. I'm just not constantly in that need to interact with people. I'm more about quality over quantity. Hey, look at it this way, and I've said it over and over again, over and over again throughout this nine months. I've said this: if this is how adults are feeling, right, mm-hmm. when they actually realize what's happening, if this is how adults are feeling, what do you think? It's doing to the kids. What sort of effect is this having on a kid socially in their formative years? <sighs> My kid who hasn't fucking seen any of her classmates in like nine months. She's not the only one. Kids that are just seeing their fucking friends on a computer screen. And they don't even get to interact really. They're just fucking talking about yeah, but stupid math equations. What's, it, what's interesting is that I know you can. There's no replacement for human and like face-to-face interaction. But kids live their life through their phones anyway. Yeah, but they're getting weird spot. I just saw my nieces they're and nephew. They're going to get weird by default. I, I just saw my nieces and nephew at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And they're getting weird. He's right. No, dude, they, they, which, which would be normal for them. I mean, I know they're in awkward ages. But they're, they're missing out on a big part of their life. They're, they're like 14, 11, and 14, 12, and 10. Yeah, and I'm still, and friends. They're like, and I'm they're, still friends with kids I was friends with. At that age, and I said, I said to the my nephew who is nine, I think. Yeah, he's nine. Nine. He's nine. I know. I'm so bad. I'm so bad with kids' ages. Like my nieces and nephews. I'm like, how old are they? He's nine, and I'm like, what are you doing? You want to go shoot some hoops in the backyard? He's like, no, I'm playing Among Us. He's like, play with me. I'm like, what? That's the thing with like the different colored. Yeah, and like, that's all he wanted. With the little mask. That's all he wanted to do, and I get it. It's like me wanting to play Mario Brothers or Zelda when I was a kid. But I was like, "Yo, how's school?" He's like, "Well, I've been doing it from home." I'm like, "From home? Like, do you see your classmates on the screen?" He's like, "So sometimes." I'm like, "Tell me, like, like he couldn't even explain it to me." I'm like, "Do you see your friends?" <laughs> and he's like, well, "Not really." I'm like, "Well, what have you been doing?" He goes, "Well, it's from home," and then I like plays video games by I himself. Play a, he, he plays video games, and then like. Stares at a teacher on the screen for a few hours a day. And I'm like, for the last nine months? Yeah, you know what they're learning from? They're learning, they're learning about life through social media, like on TikTok. And it's a parent's responsibility to now mm-hmm. say, yeah, yeah, I, I get what this idiot on TikTok saying, Melody. But let me tell you what dad thinks about that. You know, that's where a parent has to step in. But when they have all this time on their hands and they're not interacting, they're going to be affected just by default. And you have to really be understanding. I mean, it's not their fault. And it's sad. And that's, again, and that's the, the kids' perspective. Adults are going through this. Kids are going to be affected even more. Do you remember the week of the election? 
I do. How was that four years ago? By the way, I was thinking about this last night. How anticlimactic, kind of, right? It's like this whole build up about you got to vote, you got to vote, 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 vote. <laughs> what did you want? And protest and riots? No, I just, like, no, I mean, no, no, it's no, sort no, of no. like, it's I, sort just, of, I still feel like, did Biden win? Even though I know he won, I'm just saying. But I still <laughs> yeah. have the feeling of, yeah, he's the pre- he's gonna be the president, right? Yeah, like yeah. he won. Yep. Okay. Like I'm not even I feel like, sure. You know what? I it feels like weird because Trump putting up the stink really like mind fucked everyone to the point where they're like, okay, Biden won. No, okay, did he? But did exactly. He did you leave he the, did. the feeling of wait? Did he win? And is but, this, wait, but, are but, they, but but Trump has all these accusations. But every time they're in court, they they don't say that stuff because right. that would be so he's still technically. Liable. Like he's okay, Biden, Biden's, you know, planning his yeah. his appointments and all that. You know, he's making yeah. all his appointments. And so he is right. technically the president. So remember election week when <laughs> yes, someone said to us like, "Man, you why are you guys talking about the election?" And our answer was, "Well, dude, we're not a political show, but it's the week before the election. You expect us not to mention the election? It's it's what you're not going to talk to someone else this week." That week and not talk about the election. The same way we got a great piece of feedback. 250, I believe that's up in Canada. I believe so. Said, calling people during this is a bit annoying because all people want to talk about is COVID-19. Actually, don't care about everyone's opinion on it. Just saying. And I get his point because right now, it's not by design. It's by pure circumstance. If you talk to anyone, Kavina, if you talk to... Your buddy Mark in San Diego, Barry in Florida. Spot, you talk to your buddy Matt in Baltimore. Does he still live in Baltimore? Uh, near, but yeah, he lives in Maryland. You talk to one of your old school buds. Or Sam. Sam. I talked to my friend Dana the other day. You talked to Dana. You know what we talked about? Fucking coronavirus. We talked about coronavirus. <sighs> what else are you going to talk about? It's all we talked about. Every, that's why... Coronavirus! I, you knew I, it was coming. I pat us on the back like Barry Horowitz, old school WWF uh, jobber. I pat us on the back. The fact that we could actually spend most of our show talk about other things because there was very little. At first, we were like consumed. There and was, now we've had decided we needed to move on. There's very little because every little thing you talk about. Hey, how's the kids? Well, that revolves around oh, they're schooling and weird shit because of coronavirus. Hey, you go anywhere? Well, going anywhere requires like where do you live and what's the coronavirus rules? Have you vacationed? No, no one's vacations. Hey, you planning anything cool? Well, we really can't plan anything yet because of coronavirus. Hey, how's your work? Uh, work's unstable for everyone because of coronavirus. Like every fucking conversation. I really want to talk about work. Revolves kind of a, around kind of a touchy scenario. Revolves around coronavirus. Hey, hey. how's that un- unemployment doing? Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. how's uh awkward conversation? Yeah, everything's everything revolves around it. You're absolutely right. And um, let's not forget the whole start of this conversation. Adults, men. This is about men, especially men. Men who are least in touch with their feelings, right? And they're the least likely to express themselves and speak from the heart. Men who are normally catching up with their buds at work, like, hey, you see the Ravens Steelers game last night? Hey, man, man, Roethlisberger, right? Am I right? <laughs> are realizing all those friendships that they did appreciate. Under the surface, really wasn't anything there, and that's what's needed now more than ever. It could be the guy who counts on his female coworker as his female point of view for like relationship stuff. The same way your relationship with Fabi, our makeup woman at ESPN, like you talk to her every day about like life and your kid and your relationship and things like that. She was good for that. She's your pal. Yeah, 
You, you take that out, and you're like, man, yeah. I need deeper friendships with other people, I guess, because you're missing out on that that moment in your life. It's therapeutic in a way. I don't know. Interaction is healthy, and it's gone. And men, according to the Washington Post, are realizing that the surface stuff wasn't enough. You thought it was, but now that you lost it, you need more. Yeah. It's it's interesting because uh, sports is a huge, you know, common ground for or, a lot or of Or venting men. with your buddy at work, work about the jerk-off bosses. Is a, yeah, like, you know? like for someone who's not so rooted in sports like me, I do find that, like, work is that for me. Mm-hmm. Work is that ground you know that common ground for relationships like you you bs about your shows or you you talk about what what this person's working on or this event or what's coming up at the in the company and, and all that stuff or even small talk about like what are you watching on netflix yeah what do you what, what is your new show yeah like you even, well you know what that this all goes back to something else too uh when we're talking about deeper rooted things when relationships revolve around netflix you realize it's not enough you know, even in my previous life, we were still watching Netflix, you know, and I thought things were fine. Yeah. But that was surface bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Needed to be more. Deeper rooted. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.